So in interviews, Mulu is his last name, and he's right, right. running for president in Argentina, and he is super libertarian, anti-woke. Like he's like these people want to kill us; they will kill us. Yeah. Like he is like dramatic, and yeah. it's had like four hundred million downloads in twenty-four hours. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like we call it wokeness now. It's all this kind of crazy shit that people want to do to the world and like force everybody to yeah. play along with. Right. <laughs> and it comes in all kinds of colors. But uh, they didn't call it that in the 30s. <laughs> but it was still there, but they didn't was, call it that. What was it called then? Uh, it was called eugenics. Oh, yeah. Right. Eugenicists, which is basically the, the world's overpopulated and you need to you know, get rid of some people. And as long as it's not our people, it's the other people's. Right, right. You know, and, and you know, and there's other aspects of that. Like, war is probably ritualistic. It's financially incentivized. Yeah, but I think there's a ritual going on there as well. Could be. It's like, you know, those Mayans. <laughs> Which we'll just use bombs instead, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really a strange thing. And, you know, what we were talking about this morning, or was it? It might have been last night. Um, around the table that you know it's like you're the strength of any you call it a nation if you want i think that's kind of we're kind of beyond that now but the strength of a the humanity the right? people yeah the people it's like okay so what do we do what do we do what do we do how do we get how do we solve any of these problems and i think i've come up with a solution uh-oh <laughs> It's actually a little more tame than you would think. Okay, coming from I'm, coming from me, I'm excited. You know, the you. irreverent one. Um, no, it, so the power. You know, there's power in military. Yes, there's power in the corporations. There's power in the in the in the power companies. You know, that kind of thing. Power in your government. But those are powers that need. How would I put this? Your, your attention. They need to be fed. They need to be fed. But, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like the dogs and, that they are. I mean, yeah. attention is like you pay your taxes. That's attention. You're giving it. But here's how I things. think that humanity starts to heal itself to where it can actually be strong enough. Like, imagine like human as one, humanity as one thing. It, it needs a stronger immune system. Okay. It, it needs to... It, it needs to be able to build up some more courage, some more perseverance, some more understanding. Right? I yes, absolutely. But, and and what it really it needs, I, mean, I don't know about any other country. I, I'm not gonna say this one, I know what this one needs. People have to start getting along with their neighbors. And they and not go poke into their damn business or go, oh my god, nah. Go talk to them as human beings yeah. without all this shit around it. Like, oh, you know, look at him. He has that. He's bleh, bleh, bleh. Keep Go it. say hi. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think if you're going to really have any strength, the strength is going to be in how well do you get along with the people who are around you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get along with anybody on the Internet. It's, it's not even you. There's nobody there. That's just words flying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like there's two people engaging much i mean they might be but purely through mind but to where like okay so you can get like the someone's story but 
you're not really getting the juice. You're not getting like the emotional roller coaster it is or all the other details, right? Mm -hmm. You're not getting any of that. So you can make false judgments, uh, false um, observations based on what you think their story entails. To where if you know your neighbor, you can actually interact with them at a level where you can, you know who they are. You, you can kind of tell who they are. Mm -hmm. Right. And then if there's like, I don't know, it, to me, it just seems like if we could get along with each other, regardless of who's telling us not to, <laughs> right. Regardless of what the government's telling you, these people are wrong. Those people are right. You know, the, the MAGA people are insane and the lefties are just completely off the rails, you know, just see people as people. And, and people kind of want the same thing. They want to have a nice place to live. Have, they want to have yeah, I mean, people around them. They and, wanna... and inevitably, they all are looking for the same thing, well-being. Well, there's yeah. nobody not looking for that. Right. Honestly, there's, I mean, that's what everybody's really looking for is mm -hmm. like, how do I feel like good in life? You know, and that's a, that's a, ooh, that's quite a recipe. I mean, <laughs> that, especially if you got a lot of ingredients laying around. Which are, you know, could be your expectations, your importances, what, you know, your little desires and fetishes are. Expectations, those are really, yeah, those can cause a lot of... They do cause a lot of... Sadness problems. in many different ways. Well, you know, and really the expectation on someone else, it really derives from you have a belief in you that most likely is going to be proven false. Hmm. You know, that's really how I can see it. It's like, oh... You might find out that you're not living the way that you think you are. You know what I mean? Such as, like, that you're you're living your idea of yourself. Well, like with Carlos, life. when Carlos showed up, you know, I'd already been involved in, you know, like, what do they call them? medicine circles back then. And, you know, and the New Age movement back then was more of the native flair. At least, you know, there was like still the channeling going on and... The yoga and crystal people were coming up, but they weren't really in the scene so much. There was a lot of native activity back in the late 80s, you know, and um, I kind of geared to that in a certain way that I thought was the right way, right? And I really did. I really thought, oh, this is how we engage the way that the people I was around at the time were engaging, hmm. right? And it all seemed great. I mean, you know, there's some things, but there's always things. So I don't, you know, I didn't really pay attention to that too much. But this way of interacting with people in the in that setting of like ceremonial, or you're hanging out with the mm -hmm. elders, you know, doing all that. You know, I, the the way that I perceived is what I thought was happening. Ah, uh. right. And it was there was always like you know, or at least early days, there was a lot of miscommunication there. Like a performance rather than authenticity? Well, I realized that my excitement was misdirected hmm. is really is really what it is. And it was Carlos that really brought that this is how you interact. And, you know, and that's, I mean, really what he brought me, thank God, was <laughs> an idea that you could have discipline in all manners of your life. And that it's not like a going against anything. It's not like a resistance to things. It, it's understanding that 
What you really are after is well-being. You're after presence. You're after well-being. You're after a strong intelligence, a, a body that works. I mean, you're after the, everybody's after these things, you know. People may go about it in a very bizarre way, which yes. the news is full of people going about it in a very bizarre way, mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't seem like it's that direction, but you know, so be it. That's, that's the way life is, but it's not like a forced discipline. It's a, a reckoning within it's a, it's an understanding that there is further to go that you start seeing into things and all the things that you've used to satisfy yourself. Are they satisfying you now? It's like, hmm, right? You know, you buy a car and you feel all excited. Three months later when, you know, you got to have something major done to it, the excitement's gone. Now it's just another object that you got to rub money on. Like all the other ones, right? And so there's, you know, and I remember when I was a kid, I bought a Camaro, a brand new one when it turned 18. Brand spanking new. Boy, I love that car. I was like, yeah. Until about three months into it, you know, losing my job because I'm having more fun out in the car than I am, you know, working. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm watching all it go and, you know, and then the clutch goes out and then it gets repoed because I was young. It's like, I have no responsibility. I, you know, it's like you sold a kid a car is basically what happened. <laughs> you sold someone with very little discipline a car. A very fast one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I burned the thing out in like six months. You know, and, but it was like, when I first got it, when I very first got it, I was just so, wow. That lasted about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then the nervousness about, you know, okay, there's the car payment and the insurance. That's not just, you know, and you're young. That shit's expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think it was like 560, right? And I didn't, you know, wasn't really good at keeping jobs at the time. <laughs> You know what I mean? You lacked focus yeah, yeah, in was, the career path. Yeah, yeah. I was really diving into society and, you know, trying to pull off a bunch of stuff. But, uh, you know, it just, it at some point it occurred to me that this is not doing for me what I thought it was supposed to do. Right? And oh, it's like, like all the things you're supposed to do yeah, by society standards. Right, right, right. And that, I think, you know, that's where the, the discipline Carlos taught me came in. It's like, don't just take things for granted. And don't just take things at face value, right? You know, if you just look at the surface of the ocean, you've seen nothing. Mm -hmm. If you go down in it, you know, not, you're going to see something. And, and really, it was like looking into like behaviors that would take away well-being. You're within yourself, uh -huh. but also in other people as well? Well... It wouldn't even really, I mean, in, in, inevitably, if it's in someone else, it's their choice. But but just let it. But I guess, I guess you them. know, maybe if someone a little off starts an interaction, you're a little off. Well, then that interaction is probably going to be a little off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it wasn't really about looking at other people necessarily. It was about the only thing you could know. How do you feel while interacting with person a person you know not like a science project but yeah. how do you feel when you're interacting with somebody is the vibe high is the vibe low right is this you know am i being is this like a vampire standing in front of me <laughs> an energetic vampire who's gonna sob and sob and sob demanding like sympathy and and you know and empathy and all those things and mm -hmm. it's like you know is that person for real 
Are, are they just going to sit here and, you know, cry all their tears and go back to their behaviors? It's like, that's, I mean, to me, to be disciplined is to see that inside of yourself as well. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you can notice that about someone else, but man, it's, to me, the minute you notice something about somebody else, check yourself. Because the thing that noticed it yeah. is pretty familiar with it. And it's really the only way to figure it out because it's so hard to see within yourself. But if you do that thing where you see it in somebody else and you start to feel judgy inside about mm-hmm. their behavior and you go, do I do that? Right. You're going to find out you do. Right. You have mm-hmm. at some point. And are you still doing it? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so. and I, I think it doesn't really dawn on anyone to maybe even look into any of those things until their well-being is threatened. Hmm. You know, and well-being, it's, you know, it's like, well, what is that? What is well-being? Well, I think it's all systems go. I think it's all of the systems that you work inside of or that work that you can be aware of that are going on at once. And I don't mean inside your body as far as, you know, the pumping of blood and the movement of waste and, you know, transferring food into minerals and chemicals and sending the rest out, you know, but like where you are really participating with it like so emotionally mentally mm-hmm. um psychologically you know um spiritually if you want to call that or energetically so, energetically it's probably even the better way of putting it but because mm-hmm. you know it's not like i don't believe in spirit i absolutely do i mean there is definitely rules here and until we learn to follow them which is basically don't give up the well-being meant for you there's a rule <laughs> Now, here's the maze you got to walk through and follow the rule. Right. Because it's the only thing that straightens the walls out. So it's not dogma. It's not like, here's the law and you must do it. It's just like, hey, if you want to make this a lot nicer, do it this way. If you want to make it a lot harder, full of a lot more learning, then there's another way to go. <laughs> Pretty much all other ways. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, that's, I guess, discipline, because that was our topic today, is discipline, actually. That's what we thought we'd talk about was discipline. And, and um, how hard it is to come by. Well, and just in my, in my, most of my life, I've always avoided that because discipline equaled authoritarianism, which meant somebody else's set of rules that you had to follow in order to behave correctly to get into heaven or whatever better place there is than here. No, that's called compliance, being compliant. Right. And so that didn't feel so good. So then, so then what happens is it's called false freedom where you do things irresponsibly just for the sake that you want to prove that you can. <laughs> probably to a parent of yours that you're still trying to impress or do something with. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's funny because that's the interesting thing about words because like responsibility, oh, that's too much responsibility. That's too much ability to respond. What's wrong with you? Right. You know, but we're, we're seeing it as something as a burden when in actuality, it's like a, a chance to sing into the universe, something. Something worthy of, you know, energy and presence and your effort. It, I, it sounds like more responsibility sounds, I already have a huge to-do list. You're adding 10 more things to my to-do list. Right. Well, but it's not that. No. It's actually not that. It's like, what can you actually drop from your to-do list that you don't no longer need to participate in or be responsible for? So you're actually participating in things that actually make you feel better in life. That sort of thing? Instead of having a to-do list. They, people should make a, this does not need to be done till the, the more important list is achieved, which to me is, is you have to, you, you have to rescue well-being. 
Otherwise, there, well, well, life gets real gross if you don't. I mean, your your feeling of it, your state in it, gets real ugly if you don't. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, maybe no one agrees. And, well, what does that, and that means? So I'm always thinking about practically. What does that mean? It's like however you numb yourself out. That thing. Yeah, the thing that has you just basically going with the herd and not like you know being at least a black sheep, if not the one going. Hey, everybody, that's a cliff. Maybe we should go that way, right. you know, or speaking up in some way, getting up and being alive in some way, because, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just seeing it wrong, but um, people are like, oh, you know, there'll be a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, shit, you're in the middle of one. But you go out on the cities and you just watch people. It's like, yeah. that's a zombie apocalypse. There's, there's nobody home. I, I can, I walked, if I'm in a city, I... It's kind of weird now anymore because people don't like to be looked at. Oh, you look at And if you make eye contact with them, it's like they they need to go in the bathroom and pop a Xanax because it's just whoa, too much for them. I, I've right. seen lots of people like this. And what and it's funny because the only reason I'm looking at everyone, because I do, I look at every single person. <laughs> Sounds a little creepy, but no, it's not. It's it's, not. it's 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 a curiosity. Do they have an energetic signature? Are they radiating in a way that has me look at them as more than just uh what do you call them? NPCs, non-player character. That's what they say. Right. Is there something there that's alive in them? Are they just droning and just using all their life force to be on the little habit trail? Just well, we're all like a little, gerbil. Whenever we dive into our little phone world, we're kind of all guilty of that. We go, we kind of go NPC when we're, they're swiping along video after video, whatever it is, or game or whatever it, the thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you look at that and you just, because I, I, there can't be, I, I would have to assume, and I'm making an assumption here, and I know <laughs> making assumptions makes an ass out of you and me when you were doing something. But I would have to assume, based on my own experience, that when that thing's been in your hand a little too long, and you're watching fucking nonsense mm-hmm. um you got to feel a little gross about yourself you, you're just, yeah it's that's something you know what i mean bring, it, brings, it's like, it brings your own vibe yeah. down within yourself yeah and so discipline would be you recognize that you don't keep swiping to make that feeling go away because <laughs> swiping's making that feeling come on so yeah uh, 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 just, fuck and you finally realize i am ah, i gotta put that fucking thing down right Right? You're being and hypnotized. It, huh? You're being hypnotized. We right. are. We all are. Inevitably, it can be a, quite a hypnotic thing. Mm-hmm. Into what? Into other people's ideas about how life is, including yours. Mm-hmm. What the fuck good does that do anybody? <laughs> Honestly. I mean, even this. That's why it's like, <laughs> no, nah, I, I really can't. I really can't. You know, I'm, I'll take this as seriously as we're taking it, but... Yeah, I just... But, but really, you shouldn't be watching this. You should be going, doing something about your life. Pretty much. You should really turn this off right away. Reevaluate your life choices and do better. It's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> just do better. But, you know, to, to recognize when you feel like, oh, damn, I'm just... Eh, eh. Stop right there and feel that. Let Find out what that is. You really go into that. What is that thing that has you draining life force and you can't stop it. It's not the phone. You say, oh, the phone's doing it. It's no, like, it's, it's your fucking responsibility. What do you mean it's the phone? 
And that's addiction to dopamine because each little swipe of whatever it is is a little dopamine hit. And if you have well-being. So you can navigate around and says, you know what? That addiction just feels like all my other dysfunctional addictions that I did previously. Let's drop that one too. I mean, I, I don't know. I wonder if like there's a full-blown human revolt against technology at some point. Because, you know, I've, I, yeah. I, was, I was cruising through my, my history, my Facebook post history. Okay. And uh, I found something from 12 years ago. He said that, you know, it's a foolish idea to think that technology will set you free. Unless you mean by setting you free, it kills you. Right. I mean, you know, and, and it's like, well, we have technology that heals people. Yeah. It heals them from the technology that kills them. So, you know, it's like there's, uh, you know. Is the world perfect? Is is no. nature perfect in all of its performances? Well, I, you know, who's to say? Because, you know, there are people born with limitations. There's no doubt about that, you know? And you kind of look at that. It's like, do they have their own little path to walk? It's not up to us. You know, it's, maybe make it, for the ones that have a harder time, make it a little easier. But what any road anyone's got to walk is not up to us. So if we're going to look at the world the way someone else does, what world are we looking at? And is that a real world or is that just like a, a you know, a, a, a collage of a bunch of different ideas slammed together that you call yourself? And this is my path. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people on a spiritual path, it's, it's got, I mean, it, it's well treaded and it's like, well, that doesn't really mean seem to me to be it. Like yoga is a big one. Now ayahuasca is a big one. They're all big ones. I mean, they got all these big highways to enlightenment. And I don't think it goes that way. I don't think you get to do what someone else came up with to achieve well-being. Well, I think I you will have to have a deeper relationship hmm. with what is actually looking out of your eyeballs. And the thing that tells you, you know, you talk too much. Because yeah, uh, I hear it in my own. I mean, I I love that voice when it comes in. It was funny because Carlos insulted me like behind my back once, mm -hmm. and because Dan says, "Yeah, me and Carlos were talking about you yesterday." I said, "Oh yeah, what you got? What, what do you have to say?" He says, "You talk too much." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, some things never change, although the discipline sets in where you don't say as much. Yeah, I've, I've been really like looking at that a lot. Like just, out into the world. and also, Well, just, you know, I don't, for myself, I don't know, for the world, I don't feel like there's a lot of time left before, like, I mean, I don't know what you'd call it. I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, traditions that'll call it a different thing. The writhing of the phoenix, which is the most disgusting one. <laughs> I don't really get that, but, you know, the birthing, like, you know, there was always this talk back in the 80s, uh, you know, Earth giving birth. It's like she's giving birth. It's like the we're in the birthing of a of a new world. So that means the ending of a previous one and the beginning of another. Yeah. Is, yeah. And it's, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about that right now. I mean, tons about all kinds yeah. of things that kind of revolve around, oh, we're in the end of the world. This is the end times, nuclear war, blah, 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 blah. Well, this nation's going to collapse and Euphrates River's drying up and on and on and on and on and on. And on. There's so much of that out there, right? And it's like, what does it have to do with the little narrow road that only has your footprints on it? Well, so 
that thing, that change sounds like some sort of societal, economic, structural change or shift about our whole I think society. It's, well, I mean, if you call then, then it, the, it, it, the only way I could agree with that is if you equate economic with it's, it's funny because when we say economy, we just think of like buying and selling, but we don't see it as no human beings are jumping into this kind of act. They are the economy. Yeah. Well, it's all, not what everyone's you do, energy. it's you in it. It's everyone's energy and attention. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like when we would be on, you know, when I was working construction in, in Denver, you know, and you get on that interstate at 730 in the morning, you know, with a truckload of dudes ready to go to work. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're just sitting there in that traffic and they, I'm like, this is it. This is what everybody lives for. This is the market. <laughs> this is society. This is the economy. Sit in the we chair. are in it. You are in it. It is not this static thing. It's the activity that goes on. And it's like, well, we focus too much on certain things and we give no attention to other things. And as long as that remains the case, we're in deep shit because the focus seems to be turned to absurdity. It's just one absurd thing after another, after another, after another. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. A crime syndicate took over the government and now they're playing their hand. I get it. Yeah. I mean, that to me is what it looks like. I mean, you know, would I say my government's bad in America? Well, I don't know. There's something very good about government to govern what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um but when it's taken over by a crime syndicate, yeah, it gets real weird real fast, you know, because yeah. yeah. highly manipulated, mm -hmm. and highly manipulated. People can do weird shit. I mean, there's, they all doing some weird shit. All of them. Yeah. All of them. There's some weird shit in there. You know, it's like, I mean, you know, you get to see some of that now with, that's one of the nice things about everybody having a camera and the internet and everybody with their nose everywhere is you get to, you get to kind of see some interesting stuff. Right, that does, they, so you, and you hear the media tell you the story, and it's like, nah, nah that's not, that's that's not what happened. There's right. something else going on here. Well, like with Nancy Pelosi's husband, right? Remember all that stuff around that? Yeah, yeah. What do you suppose really was going on there? I have no idea, but I know we it was weird. We haven't heard about it in months. Yeah, and they, you know, and then so you got this guy, you know, Obama chef is on a paddleboard and drowns. Doesn't know how to swim. Things happen. I'm sure they do. I'm sure things happen. Things happen. Yeah. Well, you know, like when I knew McAfee, that guy was paranoid that, I mean, he had people with guns everywhere. And he was eventually murdered. He was eventually, yeah, yeah. suicided. Suicide. Um, I'm taking a small break here. So Go ahead. Tom's going to take a break. He can monologue it. Or... Well, you know, we're going to try to not steer too far from our topic. Disappointing. Disappointing. <laughs> right discipline there we go let's talk about something we're not we're not really a, an exemplary model of at the moment oh <laughs> uh, well, saturday night what are you supposed to do huh we're supposed to be out partying right we're supposed to be yeah. up drinking beers and you know mingling and i tried doing that a couple times in my life like through college just never felt right well like going to bars and stuff house parties House parties are always weird. I went to a frat party once. That was even weirder. Do you know what they you know what they remind me of? You ever watch National Geographic? Uh yeah. Nat yeah. Geo. Well, yeah, when you got the the alpha male and 
the ones trying to be the alpha male and all that shit going on. Yeah. It's like the human version of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I would, I remember going to him. I would just sit there and watch. I was like, I'm not going to engage anyone. This is all just a machismo bullshit game. It's like, this is so wrong, you know, and the women, you know, the girls there, you know, I don't know. Generation X was not the brightest right growing up. I actually, they, they're okay now. I maybe, but I feel all right. I mean, I'm that, but yeah, just the way that all went down, just ditzy was in being dumb, being dumb. And it's like, it was so in and it's like, Whoa. And I, you know, that always made me feel weird as a kid. Cause I don't know. I don't, you know, like in, in school, the, the smart kids are the nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't mean that intelligence is intelligence isn't something attractive intelligence to me. It's very attractive to me within myself. I can find it great. I'll have it, but to have someone else, you know, if you're going to be interested in someone, you know, you, you hope they want to at least match that level of intelligence. But in the eighties, it was all about being dumb, 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 <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> That yeah. was cool. Well, that's why you had to take a lot of acid was it to was break the dumbness. Spileski, or sp- from the Fast Times Original High, Spileski, that was his name, the character. He's no. kind of a surfer dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. That was kind of like the prototype for the 80s. Like, hey, man. All right. Cool. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice parachute pants, bro. Mm-hmm. That was truly <laughs> it. And the girls, it was just like bows bows and the hair were a big deal mm-hmm. i'm not sure why Jean jackets was. big hair big hair uh-huh. lots of hairspray um little tool little pink toolboxes full of makeup i don't uh, know what that was called caboodle so <laughs> kitty boodle you're back so i'm right. back i have to jump back on the derailing it once discipline again train here to here to derail the discipline once again <laughs> oh, hey, you know. It's a it's a conversation. It's, it's not a lecture. No, right? I don't. I'm not into that. But all right. So it, you know, we went through all that other stuff. I for I I don't think that people arrive at a state of a disciplined state by effort trying too hard i don't think that gets you there at all because the effort is kind of working against it so if it feels like punishment you're probably not looking at it right well the effort is trying to get out of something obviously or trying to get to someplace oh like to be enlightened that can really take a lot of effort A lot of effort can be put in that direction. Mm-hmm. But what the effort is discipline. Yeah. So that's the There's funny no thing. action. It's not the holiness which one presents themselves to the world doesn't create enlightenment. I would say the best form of discipline is not acting when you're just so in a state of compulsion to do so. Mm-hmm. That to me is discipline where you're sitting there and you know right now at this moment, you know, like the petty tyrant situations where you're going to, you find that moment where, yeah, you could tear the lid off this and it could really blow and you could really 
get a point across. Mm. And, you know, that voice comes in since it's not time yet. And you know that if you just, you got it, you're right there, you could just deliver and boom, here we go. And you sit back anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like watching people not being honest with you, you know they're not. I mean, I'm pretty good at catching that. And kind of watching them, don't let on, don't let on for a second that I, I'm considering that they're possibly not being honest. You just don't even. And that's not avoidance. That's to wait to see what happens. It's a, it's a way to, you don't act on everything. Discipline is not about really how you, it, yeah, there's some of it that has to do with how you act, but more discipline in where you shouldn't. But, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's doing less things rather than doing more things. It's called not depleting your energetic mm-hmm. presence because the energy builds, that's well being. The energy spent, that's well being gone. Now you're going to go chase it. Yeah. Well, like today, we did a crap ton of work. We, mm-hmm. we worked out in the morning, then we went out and did manual labor all day. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. It was strenuous, but it didn't feel like, I mean, I didn't need a nap, but it wasn't like I'm not exhausted. Like I'm going pretty strong. And it, it kind of enlivened me to keep going. Right. Like we're going to do even more tomorrow. It's going to be even harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's but that it's voice that wants to, to go, uh, that you just ignore. Right. So it's kind of like, the effort isn't in ignoring it. The effort is in not even recognizing it's around while you're doing your thing, not letting it be the dog nipping at your heels. Do you know what I mean? No. Say it. Say it another way. So it's it hard. It's strenuous. It's tough. Trust me. I mean, mm-hmm. We all know we're all working side by side how hard that is that we're doing this work, mm-hmm. you know, building up in here because we're in the rocks, we're in the land. It's long walks. You know, I almost feel like we're building mm-hmm. Santuario, carrying <laughs> shit 300 fucking yards into the woods. We have done that recently. <laughs> oh, my God. Tons of stuff. Tons. Literally tons and tons by hand. Oh, little carts. 18,000 18, tons. Yeah, 18,000 pounds. Or 18,000 pounds. Like, yeah, yeah, tons. Yeah. You know, and, and there's always that voice that's like, ugh, ugh. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I mean, I don't really have it anymore. I don't, hmm. you know, it's like I have a, a voice that says, before you do that, you got to get these other things done. And so I'll just do those. But... The one that's like, ah, uh, I don't want to be in here. It, I just don't listen to it. That's the discipline is the shit don't get done unless you're in there. And if that one that goes, ah, I really don't want it wins, then what gets done? Well, right. So is the effort in the effort is in finding where the adversity of hard work might show you something you haven't seen. And it has the capability, if you let it, to put you in a state beyond the one that wants to whine. And it makes you stronger. It, it keeps your vigor up, keeps your perseverance up. Hmm. Right? And that even if you feel tired, there's a strength there that just continues until you're done. Right? And there's there's like a, I mean, to me, that you want to talk about an endorphin rush, there it is. 
and I don't know. I mean, you, what's the one you you talk about? The dopamine. dopamine. I like endorphins better. Well, Cause yeah, it's a different high. It's a different sure. high because yeah. because dopamine's an addictive high, and and, more, and endorphins are more of. It's it can be addictive too, like it's runners. Getting the cookie like, after you did the thing. It's long distance runners get real addicted to to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the big appeal mm-hmm. there is that kind of that euphoric state that you've got to all with your own biochemistry. Right. And just it's through cl- extreme it clears the mind. And it's like, well, and, and it's weird because when you speak of it, it kind of lessens the effect. If you're actually standing in it, it can be quite profound mm-hmm. to where it's one of those moments that when you, you know, are in a, in a state where you want to see brighter days, it's those moments where your mind is just silent and you're just looking and, Life is just flowing through you so freely and you don't feel like even a person you just feel like it's all you, hmm. you know? And it's like that state needs to be valued, not the ways to get there, the state itself, because the ways to get there again, they're going to be individual to you. There's going to be a certain concoction of the way you handle energy that creates that for you and no one else. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like that, to be disciplined enough to understand the value of well-being, energetic presence, a level of intelligence that's competent, a, a, a brightness in you, a, a liveliness in you, how valuable that actually is. And that if you actually nurse that, instead of trying to keep away everything that's taking it, mm-hmm. and just bring that up, I mean, what a human being could be. I mean, I, well, I saw, Carlos is a perfect example of that for me. I mean, I watched that man disappear, vanish. I saw him do things that, you know, when we've talked about him, mm-hmm. that you can't explain that. And and you, I could tell a story, but then again, someone can paint what the story's details are. Well, the details of a story is the feeling of it, mm-hmm. right? So. I could tell the story in words, but being present there, that's straight up magic. And, and there's no words for that. And it's not a gimmick. It's not a magic trick. It's actually an extreme level of presence. It's the way I, best I can understand. The only time Carlos ever did anything on that level, that mm-hmm. truly magical level, is when it was necessary. Hmm. It wasn't like he was, you know. Trying to do something. No. Yeah. And that that's the... That's the element of it that I've tried to preserve. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm really not. I'm, I'm not trying to build a church. Nope. I'm not trying to build a healing center. Nope. You know, I'm not. That's not, not really a following. Oh no. yeah, a, a, a you know, a cult. None of that. No. It's like none of this is. None of that sounds fun to me. I, I like my time alone too much. <laughs> we all do. we're valuing it more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. of us. Well, we're all getting older. You know, and as you get older, it's like okay. It's not that your life is, you know, time to go retire. It's not that. But you get to a certain age where you want to spend some time in reflection. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of get your footing for the the downhill side of that mountain, if you will. And capitulation. Or more uphill. <laughs> yeah. Depending on who you are. Well, I've, I'm just going to keep going up the mountain. There's but, always more to go. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't, you can't be over the hill if the hill is infinite. That's right. Right. So just keep it infinite and then you, you won't get over the hill. There's no summit to reach. There's just <laughs> rolling the boulder of the hill is life. There is 
understanding through discipline and discipline would be at this point. Shut up. Don't think. Understand you're alive prior to all of the things going on. Now, all the things going on are stacked up in your life and you're thinking that's your life, but it's not. That's a narrative that's playing and it can be as easily ended as it was started. Mm -hmm. Right? By uh, getting rid of your nefarious agreements. Right? Um, getting rid of the people in your life that you know aren't good for you and you're probably not good for them and sometimes you don't have choice that your whole social situation changes very very quickly mm -hmm. well i mean i used to run around in new age circles i will not do that anymore no i just won't because it's like you're trying to make something happen a cathartic moment right. for each individual you have participant to me instead of trying to make something happen why don't you be available for when it happens mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah I actually do. Instead of having, well, at 8.30 tomorrow morning, we're going to have an integration circle. And that's when it's going to happen for you. And we're going to make sure everybody in the circle has do you, that do you, do you know what I find that, you know, like within the ayahuasca community, because they want to do that. I, I, you know, okay, we're going to have an integration circle. We're all going to sit around and talk about our experience. It's so contrived. <laughs> it really is. It's like, do you know how the integration happens? Not by them thinning a third and let all share. Over the time, you know, like the days in between, because usually there are a couple nights, right? So they find someone that was in it with them, right? That they kind of connect with. And they go sit down and they talk with that person. That person talks with them and back and forth. And if there's any way anybody's doing any integration with anyone, that's where it's at. Mm -hmm. Because the minute you set it up as a thing, mm -hmm. that it's kind of like, there's no such thing as a reality TV show. They all know they're on camera. <laughs> it's all scripted. It's all scripted, so, right? So it, and gets, in that same and it way. comes out that way. Mm -hmm. Very scripted. Very much, you know, and it's funny because it gets down to, and some people might take this personally, that there's a particular type of person in the room. You know exactly what they're going to say. Why? Because they look like all the other people that say that. They, they act the same way as everyone else that says that. They all think they're an individual, but you all have the same script. It's like the punk rockers rebelling against the system. It's kind of exactly like the, Christians. the same. Christians. Same. Everybody, what are, what are you know, Jesus pick? died for your, your sins. I mean, you know, I, I know. Yeah, I'm not dogging on Christians. I mean, yeah. I, I've never met one, but <laughs> I really honestly... I mean, I'm going to be honest here. Um, the closest thing I met to someone following the teachings of what Christ was, Jesus, you know, the whole thing, the behavioral things would be Carlos. No one. And, and Enrique, um, I suspect that he's very much, you know, and oh God, people are going to take this wrong. I already know that because it's just what people try to do. What is prescribed there is integrity. What is prescribed there is energetic presence. What is prescribed there is do not uh, stop being aware of what's making you. Right? Don Juan always called spirit is intent. It's the movement within you. Right? So it's, it's not saying anything different. Right? But to me, it's like I look at Christianity. There's so, so, how are any of you progressing in this? 
And if your life is still, mm, then how, what are you being saved from? And I don't mean question, go question at all. No, question yourself. What are you really, really like devoted to? Yourself, right? What What's true for you? For some, I don't, you know, it's not for anyone to decide what it should be. Well, there's not a right thing or a wrong right. thing to be. You can't go there. For me, it's it's been the same thing since I was a child. What is looking out of my eyeballs? Mm -hmm. Now and then it got to, it was from there, it was just what's looking out of my eyeballs. And then it's like, okay, uh, I don't know. Life is, what's life? <gasps> I'm too young for this. It was almost torture trying to have thoughts about this. Because it's the family gonna, curse. <laughs> oh, God, it's horrible. It's horrible because it's all you're interested in. But everybody else is telling you, you need to go to school. You need to do this. You need to do that. It's like, I don't even know what I am. What do you mean? How am I going to educate someone? I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it is. It's, you know, I don't know any more about it than I did then. But over the years, it's like, okay, I know it's there. The thing that's animating me is there long before I do anything with it. You, you do know something more about it than you did. Then. Well, I do. And yeah. the way I do is um, I kind of got into this mode where it's like, okay, here I am doing. And all the things I'm doing are making me tired. <laughs> all the thoughts I come up with to go do... These things are not making me feel better. They're making me have to take you're, several days off. That's a sign you're living life wrong. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, so at that point, it's like, well, this thing looking out of my eyeballs, what does it want to do? What is it here to do in the world? What is, if I imagine that, that I'm not me. And there's just no identity here with any desires, any beliefs, anything like that. Just nothing. What would this life form, this animation of this body be doing if I wasn't in its way? Hmm. If I didn't step in and soak up that energy and then go, yeah, 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 in the world, right? And I just let it be what it is <coughs> meant to be in the world. Where would it go? And so I just started letting go of me. Your expectations as to what anything is. It's going to be. <laughs> no expectations anywhere. I, and rarely am I surprised. <laughs> rarely. Because, you know, I'm not looking for anything to be a certain way. And if I'm not looking for anything to be a certain way, then I'm not painting something over something, hoping that's what it is. Pretending this is going to be something that's maybe come someday, but it's not currently. Well, like people pretend their life is good. If you stop talking, life is good inside right if you stop talking in your head uh, to yourself about yourself about your world about everybody else about what's wrong about what's right about what needs to be done about what needs to be fixed <coughs> so just turn that off and everything's fine <laughs> Here, but, but it, it is simple but it's not because what that entails is okay if you turn that off what do you do next well the thing inside of you starts to move, right? And instead of thinking about what it's doing, you watch it and you check to see how it makes you feel, right? And if it's intimidating you, that's a good sign. You're, that's a good omen. You're learning something. Right, right. And it's going to take you through. And I think that, you know, what the presence in us is, it's a, it's a holy trinity, 
we brought this up earlier, that it's strength, courage, and perseverance. These are the three things that are most um, useful to navigate a world. Well, should we talk about all three of those things? For like what that is? Because people could say strength, that's a lot of different things. That means like working out, right? That means like lifting weights. Well, strength, well, strength yeah. means being able to handle a, a chilly wind meant for you. So something really difficult, challenging to you that may not be a burden to others, but for you, it's right. something else. It's going to require strength. Yeah. And can you call that up or do you pout? Right. And then, oh God, it's a little spooky. Yeah. Cause there are elements to your movements that, that your soul or your spirit, the thing animating your life itself, there are elements to it that your human is going to shake in its booties over. So Especially when, you know, the thing that's animating you decides to show you other things that are beyond human grasp. Hmm. And it will. It'll take you to places and I, you know, most people can just kind of suffer through it and forget about it because it's uncomfortable. But it does have the capability of you're going beyond. Like when Carlos disappeared in front of me, that ruined me. Mm -hmm. That was the most destructive day of my life was the day I was sitting across from him. He vanished because, you know, people are like, wow, that's so amazing. It's like, no, it was scary as can be. Well, why is that? Because you realize you believe the world's a certain way. And he just proved to you. It's not in a very strong way. He proved to you. It's not what you think it is. Do you think that's just in that instance? Do you think you're just going to focus on that one thing? No, everything you believe is now challenged. It's because shattered your world. Right. Because that window you're looking out of just got a rock thrown out of it. Mm -hmm. So every other thing you see the shatter marks and it's so your whole understanding or the way you think you understand the world just went away. Goodbye. And now you find yourself standing in a quite a mysterious place where you realize that most adults have no fucking clue what's going on at all sure. and are not aware that this is even a possibility. And if you were to go say, Hey, you know, I'm watch this guy disappear. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. What sure. were you on? Yeah. LSD. Obviously. Right. right. And then just marginalize it right out of existence. Mm -hmm. It's a lot with the UFOs. There's probably a lot of people out there being very honest about what they saw. It's like, oh, you're just crazy. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists that were running around in the 80s that were being called crazy that are being proven right today. Right, and nobody's paying attention or caring. The Mexican government unveiled aliens in boxes or something, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're in it now, man. We are. Something. We are in the the climax of this ten thousand year horror show. Oh, at least two. <laughs> at least two hundred years, perhaps. Ten thousand. Okay, I think it's ten thousand. Well, maybe five. That well, let's see. Two seven seven thousand. Right, it's twenty twenty three. Probably started five thousand BC, where someone went. Let's. This thing came in and told me we could control these people. And it's probably been going on ever since. That we could actually, like, get everyone to do what we want them to. It's working. It's working. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, not completely, but... We're, yeah, we're seeing the, the last... It's more effective than we'd like. The last chess moves of a very long, drawn-out game. 
Yep. I mean, that's really, that's why I don't panic in any of this. And the discipline is to, yeah, you're going to watch the world do all this stuff. We're on the brink of disaster in so many different areas, from the economy to the weather, to the you know, climate, to nuclear war. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> you know, It's like just in one week, look what all the shit that went down. Yeah, almost 20,000 dead in Libya. You know, Hong Kong gets flooded out. You know, just shit happened in the earthquakes in Morocco. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening. It's happening. And so this is getting to be a wild situation. Right. Mm-hmm. right? And it's like, okay, so that's going to take courage, <laughs> strength, strength, and perseverance. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to spill energy into scrambling around frantically. Well, let's let's go into courage. Actually, I like courage. You like courage? Yeah, because uh, I always thought courage meant that as like a Superman sort of hero person that's just not afraid has superpowers. So what's there to be afraid of? Just walking into anything, right. no problem. Hey, that's courageous. No, no, that's stupid. that's that's not. <laughs> it is actually. It actually stupid. is. And courageous is ooh. There's that scary thing I have to do. Probably set in a boundary somewhere in your life. And you have to go do it anyway. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know how many people will understand this if they know where I'm coming from, but I'll say it anyway. It's kind of like when the darkness comes on you, dark night of the soul. You know, you're like thinking something's in the room with you. I mean, that's where courage really, really, really hmm. plays a strong. You have to be able to hold your, hold your own in, the, in that dark night of the soul. It takes a lot of, I mean, I think people know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think they've all been there. Just, just wrecked, just ugh, utterly crawling out of their fucking skin. That's right there. But discipline serves very well. And courage is that discipline because you have to feel that to the core and not react to it. Not run away. Respond to it. Dog shit's on your floor. Do you just walk away from it? You just let it sit there and mm, I'm not going to pick that up. Or do you go clean it up? Same thing. You know, so when the dark night of the soul takes this big old dump on you, you have to respond to that, not react. Right? And the only way you can respond to it is you have to be as potent as it is. Bring the same intensity. But also just bring a leveling it. up, bring it to yeah. the level it's presenting you yeah. on the opposite spectrum for balance. Right. And to be able to sit there and face that, you know, it's like the, now here's a wild tale. The sorcerers of antiquity. Mm-hmm. Don Juan talks about them to Carlos a lot. I've seen them because, you know, they still, wow. And we were sitting in a ceremony one night. Everybody's doing great, you know, no problem. You know, eyes closed, obviously, because you got to really focus on what you're doing because you're not just just a bunch of people getting high. There's a point to that, Mm -hmm. you know, and taking, you know, right to that place where people start to realize. To me, I think, uh, just a side note, how do you know if a ceremony was good? Well, you realize you could probably love your wife more. (laughs) You, You probably, you realize that you probably aren't, right in the situations you think you are you know what i mean those are really when you really see like oh shit this is i thought i was doing this all along it turns out that's i 
thought that's what I was doing, but this is what's actually happening. You know what I mean? Any point of clarity, regardless of what it is or how it comes about. But the point of clarity that actually helps you in your life. Right. Yeah. The one you're living in. Not like, oh, you know what? I probably should do better there instead of like, no, I am going to do better there. Mm -hmm. It's like a resolve. Like, I see now where that leads. Right. And that sucks. And I don't want that in my life. And I don't want to, one of my big ones is I don't want to die still being that. Right. Right. I, I hope that one of my final hours, I'm like, oh, I'm still being a douchebag. Uh, let's not. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that sooner than later. Yeah. Mm, that's my, my whole gig. Let's stop doing that sooner than later. Let's stop catering to our fears. Mm -hmm. Let's get beyond them. Let's face them with courage. Yeah, and, and that takes action sometimes, too, in order to actually get over fear. Because the things I've been fearful of is like nagging things I need to do for the betterment of my life that I don't want to do. Like, I'm just mm -hmm. avoiding, oh, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then yesterday was a rainy day, so yesterday's my day of doing all the things I didn't want to do for quite a while now. Which really does open up your energetics quite nicely if you're not worried about all this stuff. Like, right. let me actually just go ahead and make that phone call. It's called do clearing your plate. Check your fucking thing, yeah. peas and clear your plate. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got maybe have to hold your nose to eat your peas. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, <laughs> but just clear your plate. Really, really. Yeah. But anyway, my story. Okay. <laughs> so we're in Sarah. Everybody's, it's awesome. Everybody's, you can see that, you know, it's, it's beneficial for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and it's, you know, kind of quiet in between ecados, you know. And all of a sudden, I kind of open, look around, and everybody is asleep. Everybody's out. Either that or, you know, I, there's other ways of describing that. It was like, oh, <laughs> they were all kind of, this is not about you or for you or for you to experience. So they were all maybe off in dreamland. But everyone was out cold. It was just like that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this wind comes in through my door. Right. And I close my eyes and I see this big portal and this dude coming out of it. And one of the sorcerers of antiquity, hmm. right. That was so, it, it was weird. It's like their, their idea of well-being is power, mm -hmm. they, which it's an idea. Yeah. They, they did some, they went some places. They have some allegiances that I just scared the shit out of me. And he comes walking yeah. in that door, you know, sits in front of me right and looks at me right and he's giving me this look that it's powerful and that you know and seeing the part of me that's being mesmerized by it right mm -hmm. and it was it was really wild because you know i've done a lot of work so there was that that it was a quiet in me it's total silence hmm. and this kind of being comes forward out of you know like just emanating out and just sits straight up because this thing you know the minute it hit it was sitting in front of me mm -hmm. it was like pulling energy out of me it was like all my life force is draining out right that in one the nefarious way or? oh yeah okay oh yeah so he's and coming the, to grab your power well that's the only way they can get it ah uh, yes i remember now okay they can't get it any other way they got to take it from people because they're cut off in the way cut off uh and then there's the the and where do they yeah. what do they do with it? They feed their masters. 
Right. There's the one though. That's the one who just death didn't defier. Die. Death, death defier. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole. Another, that's a whole other story. But okay, continue with your story that I'm not trying to derail you. So he's sitting in front of me and he's doing that, and you know the one in me that easily gave up energy that was mesmerized. It was like suddenly there's two separate me's. Mm -hmm. right? There's this one that's being mesmerized. This one standing behind it, watching it all go down. Right. And that had no thoughts. All that had was pure expression, pure uh, directive. It was, it's interesting. I don't know how else to put it. It was like prime directive itself in behind your eyes. And it just forced my body. Cause it was all like, I was like, Whoa, this is heavy. And I sit up cause it was a full blown attack. Mm -hmm. And I look at him. Right. And he's looked at me. He's all just kind of deformed looking, weird looking mm -hmm. and just, kind of like that and i just looked at him just kind of radiated that presence that was in me at him right and all of a sudden there's like a human somewhere in that mess of a man mm -hmm. whatever that was pokes his head up right and then i'm like you want free of that it's like nothing more do i want than that power has strangled him right and the things that he has to give it to strangled him and the fact that he's stealing life force from people as strangling him mm -hmm. and so you know i'm sitting there and i'm thinking okay i have to resist this and the, the minute i resisted it there was like this person there going help me help me help me help me please help me and it was like this it was weird it was like what i was seeing was this deformed thing in front of me like a man but this human face just like poking out Mm -hmm. Right. And it was trying to crawl out of that. And just when it was about to get out, it was like gravity from who knows where just slams him back into that. And it's like, there's no hope for that. You know, and that made me really that night. And then it turned around and left. Really? Just yeah. like another failed attempt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when it left, I mean, I felt like wow this is fucking amazing and it was it was i mean just the high of it was incredible but then the 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 discipline of it set in it's like do you, do you know how easy it is to go there yeah do you know how easy it is to store a lot of energy within you and then on just one whim of unconsciousness you can do something really wrong with it that could basically end it for you. An abuse of power, mm -hmm. a breaking of trust. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, Don wanted to put it to Carlos. Carlos would put it to me this way, that, you know, Cristobal, you have to identify the lines in life where you need to stop and where your, your being moves forward, right? Soul, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. You have to know where those lines are. Because the minute you cross them, right, and you keep doing this, and you keep doing this, and you keep crossing these lines, there's going to be a time where you cross them, and there's no going back. That you, you will have to face the ramifications of crossing those lines one too many times. Going down the paths that you know better not to go down. Right. And we've seen the devastation that can occur to somebody who's a potent medicine man and then chooses poorly yep. a few too many times yeah i've seen that more than i care to, to consider mm -hmm. that i watched a lot of very potent medicine people in their 40s 20 years ago 30 years ago that are now what what 
are you doing? Pedophilia, young girls trying to, you know, find some girl with a broken home, 17, taking him in as a girlfriend. You're seven years old and you're completely washed up. You don't take care of yourself and you're nutty. It's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. This is not how it was supposed to go. You know, and at f- being 53, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm heading into those ages. That's why I'm, you know, to me, the work never ends. Because to think, oh, you made it. No, no. That happened to someone who was top of the heap for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it can happen to anyone. And that's, I think, why discipline is important. And what is the discipline? Stay out of it. Really. Stay out of it and mind your own business in it. Mm-hmm. That what life is doing through you, it's best for you to just stay out of it and just do it and be present for it and see what it brings you. Because, you know, if you want well-being, well, you got to follow what's living inside of you because it's the only thing that knows where it's at. And it's only place you're going to find it is coming through you. So there it is, you know, and, and to not get involved in that so much. Well, and to follow it is probably not going to be the easy path, most likely. Well, for us, we think, you know, a representation of well-being is a fat house, a fat car. <laughs> but... You know, well, like, you it's know, been shown that that's not necessarily the pinnacle of happiness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Throughout um, all of suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. How many people wanted to be Johnny Depp, Amber Heard? How many people were? Right. Are? And it's like, look at that. I mean, you got it all. Top of the heap. And what are you doing? You're shitting in each other's bed and beating the shit out of each other and being completely psychotic with one another. So your accumulations are not well-being. No. Never will they be. Matter of fact, what you accumulate will probably take your well-being away from you because you won't know your energy so dispersed all over the fucking place. You don't have any left that can be a container for well-being. It's all, all of it's deployed. The minute you get it, it's deployed. The minute you get it, it's deployed. The maintainer of all the things. Right. And the discipline is like, should I do that? And the soul goes, no, you should just say no. And so you just say no. And most people go, oh, I have I mean, to say yes. Next Why? Time, next time I'll say no. Right. This time, yeah, yeah, this yeah. isn't a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, those things that people try to avoid, those states of being that people try to avoid, that's where you get the strength. At that that's moment. where courage actually starts to flower inside of you. It starts to, what's the word? Um, blossom. <laughs> Yeah, let's make it flowery. Yeah. Blossom. Let it blossom inside of you. Yeah. Right? And its strength is an accumulation of life force. So it's not a resistance to anything or a pushing against anything. It's having enough life force that you don't, that creates a level of well-being that you don't need anything to be happening to feel. So the strength is knowing what well-being is. And well-being is not how many activities you got going on. It's how much life force do you have right here where you're present. Hello. And how much of that is, you know, well, if you have a lot of it, you probably have a better relationship with what's looking out of your eyeballs. And you're probably not thinking yourself into a low state of consciousness. Right. You could probably sail a little higher. So, you know, the ultimate discipline is to listen to what's inside of you. Well, there's so many things. It's like, right. So then the first step in discipline is get rid of everything that's not you. That will take 20 fucking years. Maybe. Good luck. 
But no, let's be realistic. Yeah, I mean, let's it not be fantastical that you're going to just be so enlightened overnight. You're going to come to this weekend. We're going to do some gongs. We're going to smoke some bufo. We do some cambo and we're going to sit around the fire and say, kumbaya, you're all going to leave just angels. It's not fucking real. It's not to say that those high states of presence aren't attainable, but they're not quite that simple to get to. They're a simple state and the acts are simple, but they are simply grueling. They're not formulaic. There's not no. A plus B always equals C. No, they're sit down and take your fucking beating. Sit down and take your fucking and the beating. beating isn't like punishment. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> beat that ass. Beat the dumb ass out of you. I mean, I'm going to kick you so hard. It, it, life kicks you so hard. You hope it kicks you in the stomach so hard that your head comes flying out of your ass. If you're swirling in the bottom of a shame hole, though, you're probably not doing it right. Well, maybe you're supposed to be in the shame hole for a while. Well... Maybe it's solitary confinement for spiritual crimes. So, <laughs> I'll just say, watch, what's her name? Uh, from Houston. I, 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 stopped, I stopped labeling all my emotions. I know. But shame shame means that uh, Brene Brown, that's what I'm thinking of. You refer to Brene Brown. Shame is this, I am bad, instead of like, you know what I did was bad. And so it's like, hmm. Stop making it about you so much. Like, I'm bad. It's like... If you use shame to say, I am bad, uh -huh. you know what that is? No, tell me. It's, the way you're tr it's how you trick yourself into doing that fucking thing again. Ah, so... I'm, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a victim mentality. So, a shame a, hole is a victim. Shame hole is a fucking terrible habit trail going nowhere. I know what they're all about. They're really not great. I don't, I don't dip into them. I know. But... And you know why? Because... <laughs> You, there is nothing in this universe that ever told me that you have to feel that way. It's like, no, I don't. I can acknowledge the fuck up shit I did and try to make it right and then choose to not do that. And that's courage, actually. So that's the way out of the. If you're, that's what I'm saying. If you're swirling the bottom of a shame hole, have courage to climb out of that thing and say, I stopped being a victim. What I did was wrong. I'm not doing that anymore. Right. My life just Admit changed. Admit you were being a dumbass. Yeah. And, and that's, even, even it could be hard, particularly if you felt super justified, which is all about, well, just this whole self-importance thing. It's always super justified. And so then that's, that makes it even harder to say I was wrong because in some level you were right, but overall you were wrong. Well, that's how you find out that the thing you call yourself mm -hmm. is fucking petty as can be. And you're like, oh my God, I've been living with this petty fucking tyrant and I don't have to go look for one. He's right inside. Motherfucker, I'm kicking your ass. But sometimes you can't, <laughs> you can't realize that one until you have a real life external one to work through it with you as a, a accountability partner on, <laughs> on petty tyrantism within out and within. So like what you're doing, you have a petty tyrant in your life, you're sitting there judging them and then you go, Oh yeah. Then you do the exercise. Oh yeah. How does that apply? How have I done that? It's like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. Okay. I see that mechanism is slightly different in me than inside of that person. Really? Yeah. But let me look at that. Then you're on the path. You're on the, you're on a detective on the trail to like, what is fucking my life up? Yeah. Don't be as stupid as the petty tyrant is. Well, it's just, then you're just, it's just, it's, it's just waking up to it. 
And no, so it's, it's finding practices. It's fine, to, Tom. We can use the word stupid. It's fine. <laughs> I'm leaving. I, we're, do we, That's I all mean, <laughs> dude, we're, we're just... I mean, you know... Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. <laughs> but we can use the word stupid. That's retarded. You're being a dumbass douchebag. I mean, there's nothing... I mean, no one's even watching this anyway, so who the fuck cares, right? I mean, who's really watching this? And do we really, you know, like I was looking at, you know, because we're going to Denver tomorrow night, right? To do that speaking engagement at the Karma House. Yeah. It's free. If you, hey, if you're in Denver, um, Colorado or Boulder or, you know, you want to travel, you ain't got shit to do tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be at the Karma House, which is, well, it, you Google it. <laughs> All right. Find out the address if you really want to go. But we'll be at the Karma House tomorrow from 7 to 9. And we're going to record that, too. So we'll probably be streaming that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then we'll yeah. put it on Spotify as well. Yep. And hopefully there'll be some people that will engage so we can get some good conversation. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I just go, hey, this is a podcast you're on, just so you know. You should do, like, a comedic act where they pick on the front row. I'll pick on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'd say. But, you know, I guess you just wait and be spontaneous about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what were we talking about before he uh, left? We got I was going to go on a rant, but. One thing you said was uh, something about petty tyrants. And one thing Dong Wan said is uh, if you don't beat the petty tyrant, you join their ranks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's called getting old. It's called getting old. Uh -huh. Well, like for me, it's like, I don't go off about Generation X or Generation Z. I don't do I don't go off about any of that. Because you know what? I was young once too. Yeah. And when I was young, everything I did was wrong, supposedly. And what's funny is because you know what I was doing was I was running around eating mushrooms. I was, you know, taking plant medicines you know, from very, yeah. I was 17. Right? And Back then, the adults looked at that as evil, wrong, bad, irresponsible, crazy. And now they're all fucking doing it. <laughs> well, the smart ones are. It's like, huh, wow, that's kind of cool that, you know, it's like these kids, are, you know, the younger generation that's coming to this now. You're lucky. It's acceptable. Because yeah. now it's you get caught with dangerous. mushrooms, you're going to get slapped on the hand. Back then, you were going to prison. Yeah. Big deal. Oh yeah, you get caught. You got caught with LSD. You're going to prison, straight up prison. Now you can get fucking ketamine in the mail. Oh, you can do. Yeah, right. You get ketamine, MDMA. Fuck it. Let's just fucking throw it all out there. Huh? Well, there's all the prescription drugs that are all much more dangerous. Well, yeah, particularly yeah. when combined in different various. I'm not saying it's ways. a bad thing. I'm just saying you can now. You can. You couldn't do that back then. I mean, matter of fact, you. If any of you, the adults in your life found out you were eating mushrooms, they always want well, to stick in a fucking That's a weird nose. paradox, because we always talk about how we've lost so much freedom, but in that regard, there's more freedom. Well, in a, in a lot of ways, there is. I mean, you if you really look at it, you're free to do whatever you want. There is nobody stopping you from... Like we were talking the other day, cops don't fight crime... They show up after one's been committed. Two hours they're after. They're a cleanup crew. To take notes. To um, take they're notes. not going to do anything, any follow-up. Right. On. Right. It's like... Well, somebody just got offended, I'm sure. I mean, how often are the cops there right when, right before a crime's about to happen? They're called during a crime, and usually they show up to a crime scene. 
Right. They're not there to stop it. They're there to, you know, uh, identify it, I guess, and then talk about it on the evening news. I'm actually not an expert in this regard. <laughs> to really actually know what the life of a police officer is like is probably wildly different than what we're saying. Well, no, I mean, it's, I mean, we're not saying anything stupid. I mean, it's true, though, that you can do whatever you want. You want to go fucking murder someone, you could totally do that. Yes. Yeah, chances are someone's going to try and stop you. But... Are the police going to go, oh, that guy, I mean, we're going to go there, right? I mean, we're inevitably going to go there. As soon as Klaus Schwab and his fucking band of married douchebags get their way, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know who's involved, but I have, I have some ideas about who's involved in putting a chip in your fucking brain. Okay, so what's going to happen? Pre-crime. You remember oh. Minority Report? Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. Remember it was, that? It was great. Where you had three people in a tank with chips in their heads, watching everybody and putting scenes up, and they would formulate that this crime was going to take the place. Most dystopian version of a panopticon ever. Well, yeah, it has to be in your brain <laughs> to be fully. Mm. You seem like the kind of person who commits crimes. We're going to lock you up. Well, you know, there's a you're lot not of, acting appropriately. You probably need to be locked up before you do something bad. Right. It, you know. You know. I think really. Probably time to be so disciplined that you can get off the planet before all this shit goes down. That you actually do this kind of ascension process and get the fuck out of here before well, all this shit shows up. I figure while I'm here, it's my responsibility to try to help make it better. I don't. I. I. I'm kind of losing my white knight. I. Vibe. I. I know you've. You're better at that than me. I'm still suffering. <laughs> so much. Friend of mine once. Not totally. Me, so no, you still got fight in you, huh? What do you mean? Still think you can change the world, huh? It's like, yeah, I'm kind of giving up on that. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to, you know, change anybody's minds. I'm just kind of, you know, offering my perspective on things. And maybe some of it's universal enough that someone else goes, hmm. you know, it's like with the spiritual paths out there. How disciplined is anybody on that? Like when they step into curanderismo, they step into being what is quote unquote a medicine man medicine woman, medicine person. Um, how, how much do you honor that? How much do you really participate in that? I mean, are you easily distracted from that? Are you ever checking in with, you know, what's making you currently right now, this moment? It's like, do you check in with that? Or is that just like a topic of conversation and something you do on a Wednesday when you go to yoga class? You know, what is your dedication to this path you're on? And is the path yours or the bricks laid by someone else? Hmm. And if they're laid by someone else, where is it going to go? Where is it going to take you? I'd see, I mean, th that the courage necessary, because that's what we're talking about, mm -hmm. right? In this whole discipline thing, the courage necessary to walk your own fucking road, even if it's not, it's not paved yet. Like nobody's ever done this and way No before. one's ever gone that way before. Mm-hmm. That takes courage, and that's what we're here to do. We're not here to go through the same old things. You're here to make new ways. Right? The old ways are on you, and they're killing you. Mm -hmm. It's time to make new ways. Don't go overboard. Don't go crazy. No. Right? And this need, this just, just strong, like crazy compulsion for new ways is if you if you don't do it with discipline, shit goes sideways. Because you're trying to. Dude, we're fighting about gender in this country. I know. I know. It's actually tragic. It, uh, what the fuck? Really? Really? That's where we're at? Yes, really. That is actually where we're at. Because <laughs> if it 
if we weren't there, it wouldn't be happening. So that's exactly where we're at. Hey, that's what know, I'm saying. I have a business idea. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be great. We're off in the weeds again. Here we go. All right. We'll get back to courage in a second. But I have a, I have a business idea. We create a pregnancy test. Okay. Well, not a pregnancy test. Okay. okay. But because <laughs> I don't know how many different things we'd have to have on there. But when you go like a gender reveal. Yes. To have whatever's looking at that child know if it's non-binary or not. Right. Know if it's trans or not. So you could say, what is, we're having a gender reveal party. So, it turns out our kid is non-binary. So are we, are, <laughs> is this great business idea developing a device that could do that? And well, tell you? if there's that many genders, yeah. then they should be identified before it's born. Just like you would go find out the sex of your child. Right. You're going to, I mean, people get the test to find out if it's male or they Clearly. go get the little scan to find out if it's a boy or a girl. This well, how do you know it's not a, how, how do you, well, I mean, but how do you know, that, wait a minute, <laughs> oh, how do you know there's not a girl in that boy's body? Okay. You don't know. I, I, so you need I, a test I, that tells you so the parents can prepare for the fact that this boy is going to think it's a girl. Is going to act like a girl, play like a girl, do the girl things. Sounds great. Let's do that. Sounds like we can make millions. <laughs> I'm glad we're taking it very seriously. Or a pregnancy test that has 56, 56 different slots for each gender. So the device we're going to develop inside of it is just going to have a wheel with all of them on there, and it's just going to do a random spin. Like, <laughs> and it's like a roulette table for it gender. On, it lands on... Um, have we have we got irreverent enough on this well you know maybe I, need to get more a little irreverent on it i don't think anybody who's genuinely living what they are inside of them is pleased with any of this shit not the trans people the people who truly are that and you know they are there there's no doubt about it mm -hmm. i i've seen them i met them we know i mean just mm -hmm. no that that is exactly what that is Carry it, carry it with grace. They carry it with grace. The ones that are real about it are carrying it with grace. And those that are fucking all over the internet, it's like, who are you? And do you represent those people truly? You know what I mean? It's like, I, I think it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, it's, a, a it's very, hard to really understand what's going on there because again, just live your genuine self. Don't make up all this shit about it. And you, the minute you need to go parade it around people, then you got a problem. There's something going on there that you're, you need everybody's attention, whether it's negative or positive, you have to have it in order to get along with yourself. Hmm. That, sorry, there's mental illness there. There is an energetic depletion that is so deep that you require attention from others to feel alive. You got a problem. And the only attention that you're going to live off of is your own. Hmm. Right. And it's like, well, I don't have any. Well, stop giving it to everything else and give it to yourself. You want to grow attention. You want to grow in awareness. You want to grow in consciousness. Give that, give that attention to what's you, what is you, what is your path? What is your one way through the woods? You know, it's like, do we all end up in the same place? Probably. <laughs> do we all get there the same way? Nope. How many doors are there into that one place? About 7 billion, 8 billion different doorways into that same place. It's called you as an individual. 
right? And the only person that's going to be able to walk that road is you. It's living your life. And and how many twists and turns does that make? Yeah. I mean, I, I have been like, encouraged by people to do things in the past that I never did. Mm-hmm. And thank God I didn't. Yeah. Right. So it's because as much as what they were saying is true and real and right and good, my soul is telling me absolutely not. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I was listening to um, Joe Rogan the other day, and he was talking to this comedian about when he had Oliver Anthony on there. Mm-hmm. And he had said that Oliver Anthony, you know, the guy with the music, yeah. the, the Richmond, North of Richmond. That's it. He said that he had called him, Joe Rogan. And this is why I like Joe Rogan. The fucking, this is why I like him. Is he said that that guy called him and said, hey, man, I got these people that are saying, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot. I got all these deals coming. And Joe Rogan said, dude, you've got fucking talent. You've got a talent that people will die for. You don't have to sign shit and don't because all those things are offering you. They're just loans. They're not wealth. So you do your own thing. Right. But just, you know, hearing him, it's like, yeah, what the, what the successful people are telling you to do. Oh, you look at them as they're the successful ones and they know they're telling you to do something mm-hmm. and the better side, you know, the more, the, the, the side of you that's actually the part of you that's actually alive here, that which is looking out of the eyeballs, beating the heart, being here, that it's interesting to see when that wins over. That, yeah, you could do that. Your whole life could be shiny. But is a shiny life shiny? Well, there's strings attached to all that mm-hmm. money, which has been the devastation of so many musicians. Had he signed anything? They would have destroyed him. Of course, that was the whole thing to subvert. Right. The whole yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, they because he was he was going up. I mean, he came up against the system with a heartfelt song, his soul saying, "This is complete bullshit, mm-hmm. and this is killing me and men." And thirty days previous, was what the story I've heard is that he was about to commit suicide, mm-hmm. and that was his last act of desperation. In a way, it's like, and, when, and people so, make fun of it, you know, like because he had said that. 30 days ago, he was in a depressed state, ready to kill himself. He just gave his life to God. That's what he said. I gave my life to God, and this is what happened. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, he's got the number one song in the country. Right. And, and people poo-poo that. Oh, well, he gave himself to God. He doesn't that. deserve that. Those people don't realize you are the fucking Satans of the world. Because yeah. you are just so vicious. When someone decides that they're going to walk with what's living inside of them. Mm-hmm. And not by anybody else's fucking standards, their own. Mm-hmm. That always makes people venomous. Like, how dare, how can you do that? Envious, which but is venomous. It's called walking with God. Yeah. Which is really walking with discernment, walking with intelligence, walking with courage, walking with strength, walking with perseverance, not giving away life force, not giving away your intelligence, not becoming distracted, and staying on that path. That's all that really means. That's all? Yeah. <laughs> That's the short list. But no one but should is, ever poo-poo that because... But it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, because the minute you really get, you know, into a deep relationship with what's looking out of your eyeballs and not thinking you're relating with everything you're seeing, there's some really incredibly magical states there. There is some 
very high levels of presence, of well-being, of learning, of intelligence, of being free to travel and roam in areas and pockets of, of this universe, of these dimensions that most people have no idea even exists. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's, that's profound. And to think of it any less, that what's looking out of your eyeballs, that's not profound to you? How is that a fucking thing? How do you loathe that? How do you loathe that? I I loathe what this world tries to force that to do. That I loathe. But I don't loathe it. I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait till this life is over. To me, it's like, I can't wait till that motherfucker out there gets his ass handed to him. And I'm not going to be the one to do it. But all of these people that are thinking they're controlling, well, trying to control the world, ruining it for the rest of us. I, I'm just sitting back waiting. I was like, you know, I trust what's looking out of my eyeballs. And what it, how it is with me, that eventually it's going to be that way with you. And I'm going to just sit back and watch your ass get handed to you. And I'm not going to do anything about it other than watch and go, ooh, that had to hurt. Anybody in particular or just everybody? Well, I think at this point it's everybody. Well, <laughs> I really so do. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who gets to escape the spanking. That You've gone astray. So fucking doubt about it. There is no way, if you really look at it deeply, you have not gone astray. When's the last time you actually just shut the fuck up and let what's looking out of your eyeballs do something without you getting in the way? How many times has, you know, the thing looking out of your eyeballs looked at a situation that it really wanted to participate in, but your identity was put off by it, so it's not going to do it? So letting your own self-judgment, self-censoring dictate your life in a way. Is it? It's getting out of the way. Right. And in all the ways that we do. In all the ways that you do. And whatever you're doing, don't give it so much fucking credibility. Right? It's just something you're doing. It's like anything else. Anybody, we're just doing things. What else are you going to do? You're doing something. Don't make it all about that. Because, you know, you may do something longer than you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Well, that happens a lot. It's like there's behaviors that you already got the lessons. You already went through the pain of expelling them. When are you going to actually get rid of them? Stop doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and Which is courage, too. Mm -hmm. Like approach a situation in a different way. And then the third thing is perseverance, which is... Yeah, you did it once, you did it twice, you did it 10 times, you did it a hundred times, and then it comes up again and, oops, I slipped. Perseverance. Yeah, to Keep recognize, going I mean, it's better to recognize when you slip than to pretend you didn't and have to fucking acknowledge it a year or two later. Mm -hmm. And then, because it, it's weird, it's like when that happens and you wake up and realize you've slipped, there's a really weird feeling in you that where the fuck were you for the last year? You ever had that? Where the fuck have I been? Like, you just come to, and it's like, you realize you've been living on autopilot. Well, yeah. Truly unconsciously, yeah. right? Just impulsively, no intelligence there, no presence there, no nothing there. And you just come to one day, and you go, oh, shit. For me, it was three years. It's like, where the, the hell? Three years. The, the, the longest I think I ever went was like three or four months. Yeah, well. where like I sitting there and all of a sudden like four months go by and all of a sudden it's like ring, ring, ring. 
oh shit, I have not been present in my life for like four months. Mm-hmm. It scares the shit out of me. How easily it can happen. That you think you're present, you think you're doing your life, you're ruining it. You're fucking ruining it. You don't even know you're doing it until one day you wake up and it's, oh shit, there's a mess. And and to be able to do that sooner than later is a good idea. And you know, it's, oh, I don't have that. Well, fuck you don't. Of course you do. There's nobody who doesn't. You're not on this planet. There's nobody here totally enjoying themselves right now. Sorry, there just isn't. And the other side of that is not joy and happiness. It's like, oh, you've got to actually face it all. Well, I find that the people that run around like it's all bliss and joy and happiness, they require an awful lot from you to have it. (laughs) To prop up their feelings of awesomeness. Fuck, to keep the fucking narrative going. It's like you got to be at a festival. you got to be a burning man. you got to be in this group. you got to be in that group. you got to be dating that guy. you got to get money here. Just the whole fucking thing. It's like, what are you doing? I mean, you're just spinning. You're living in Austin. (laughs) Yeah, you're living in Austin. (laughs) I mean, that's the lifestyle. Spin, spin, spin. Go spin, spin. Mm-hmm. Spin till you're dizzy. And that's kind of, you know, that's... It seems very attractive. It seems to be attractive to most people. I would have to say most. Most are still it's, it's chasing bit, the same shit. They've big been on Instagram. You know, and, and to me, I don't know. You know, it's like discipline kind of equals maturity that, oh, there's other things. There's other areas of life that need exploration that need your attention that need your undivided attention need your presence and it's you, you might want to tend to those because you're getting no magic out of going down the streets of the matrix night after night <laughs> you might find little magical moments but they're forgotten on tuesday you need so you need something to sustain that mm-hmm. there needs to be a sustaining force there well that's your presence and that you have to sustain that. There's, it's not like yeah, that gets propped up and you just get it like, oh, please give me life force. Like on Facebook, everybody say a prayer for me. I'm having a hard time. It's like, stop being a dumbass. There's my prayer for you. <laughs> what, what, what? You need people to send you energy through the internet? Why? I need attention. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Please send me energy. I need healing energy. Why? Did you, did you get wounded? What? Were you not paying attention? Were you not aware of what was around you? So now what? We're going to go mop up your mess. You want all your friends to mop up your mess for you? How responsible is that? How how worthy of praise is that? How worthy of the awareness of the entire universe on you is that? I wouldn't want it if I'm making a mess. Please don't pay attention to the mess I make. <laughs> well, know? yeah, we have a friend. He's... You know, he got in some hard places in life, and now he's trying to work his way out of them. And he's like, I don't want any help. I want to do this all the right way on my own. And like, is almost refusing any assistance at all. Right. Just to really actually figure it out for himself. And it's like, geez, man, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is extremely awesome. Because it's not like you're watching somebody, you know, putting in an effort. You're watching someone acquiesce to what life is putting in front of them. And, you know, it's like, do you need life to be putting tons of shit in front of you all the time? Because if you do, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you look out in nature, it's like we were talking about the dog the other day. You ever notice the dog? Most animals. There's a, a, a good chunk of the day where they're just kind of... 
Bow in particular. Bow in particular. <laughs> He's a philosopher for sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. Pondering. The deliciousness he's the sleeping of, prophet. of sunbeams and yeah. warm fires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a sleeping prophet. But you watch them. <laughs> but really. They're, they're yeah. not always like super, ah, they'll sit it's and they'll chill. watch and they'll be in it. And that, I mean, it's weird. It's like, I watch animals. They're far more mature than humans. Mm-hmm. They really are in a lot of ways. You know, it's like with the dogs. Kai and the dogs will go run and play, get rambunctious, go crazy. Sun goes down. They're there, just kind of watching it with it. They know timing, which mm. is maturity. Mm. Like it's and time to fight, it's time to not. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, I, there's nights of ceremonies where you're gonna be up till five in the morning, just talking about nothing. You know, sometimes. How about maybe just sitting there like the dog and just being with everything mm-hmm. and seeing if you can find like a. Uh, uh, something within you that does is beyond desire, but that truly, truly wants to be present in that space. That wants that to be reality. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, those really incredibly beautiful states, not psychedelic and wow, here on earth. Yeah. Pure well-being moving through you. It's presence with the universe, actually. And it sounds very hippy-dippy, but it's like this. You look at the stars and you go, holy crap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're so bright and so huge and so big. And you look and say, that's other than me. But then you're feeling, that is me too. I am part of this amazing galaxy, this universe, this yep. Yep. solar system, this planet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's what happens when you get out of drama. <laughs> yeah and 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 then it's like well this there for that moment but then how can you cultivate that within your everyday life I, that's the hard i always liken it like this it's like a wave comes in it's blissful it's beautiful there's no way to fence it in it's going to recede and let it mm-hmm. and, and and be open for the next wave and the next one and the next one and the next one until you're not sitting there anticipating waves anymore you're just riding them life is a wave of intensities exactly and you know and to me it's like well we have to avoid the low ones no 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 there's a lot of gems in there it's like what don Juan would tell carlos we a warrior journeys into hell not to suffer but to bring back trophies and the trophy is a unified state of presence where your energy isn't scattered across a million things. It's right here. You have well-being. What do you need to do? Just respond to life as it comes, exactly. which is it's not it, making a plan to do a thing. Once you can train the identity side of yourself, that ego, to respect what's actually alive here, it it starts to learn, hopefully, that its source of well-being is allowing the soul to be fully present, right? Which is like, you know, we're talking like Jesus level present, mm-hmm. right? Like on, and that's not out of reach at all. It's just, it's not focused on right. that true relationship with what's looking out of your eyeballs. So you can, when you're in a state of despair, you can just open your eyes, close them, sit wherever and just hear the guidance of it. Cause you know, there is a you in there that isn't dumb. That doesn't get distracted. 
that is right there. It's, it's with the heartbeat. It's never not with the heartbeat. It's always right there. So it has integrity and you just have to give up the identity to have it. And part of giving up the identity, it's like the ego's got to stop being able to run around loose. Making a mess. Right. Make it a mess. And the only way, and it's not, not like the soul puts a leash on it. You have to be the ego inside that'll put a leash on itself. That leash is discipline. Knowing when <laughs> enough is enough. Mm. Knowing when it calls for your participation and when it calls for you to go away. There are certain things that come up that you think, oh, this requires my participation. No, it requires you to leave it alone mm -hmm. and let it play itself out. Everybody's always in a rush to be the fucking Red Cross for everybody. That's not conducive. You 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 show up when they when it's necessary and you're needed, but you let them do their suffering. If that's what they call it, that's what they call it. You could call it the purification, call it suffering, call it being nailed to a cross, going into a lake of fire, whatever you want to call it. You're not supposed to stop that. You're supposed to uh, basically, if you're going to be a compassionate human being, <laughs> you don't try to stop someone's suffering. You try to have them recognize that they are suffering and where it's coming from and then instill in them the courage to go after that. Sometimes, you know, and it's like, is there a formula to follow? No, for some people, the best way to get them out of a state of fear and really put courage in them to go further is you belittle their acts and they just start laughing at themselves. Sometimes being able to laugh at the petty side of yourself it takes a lot of courage to do that, mm -hmm. right? So it builds it up in them that, oh yeah, I'm just being a clown. I'm just being stupid. Okay, I can double down and really focus on what needs to be, what obstacle needs to be removed. And what is the obstacle? The obstacle is what blocks your well-being. That's always what it's gonna be. It's the thing that's challenging you for your life force. Are you gonna keep it or are you gonna give it away? Are you going to just keep it as well-being? Are you going to give it away and then go have to fucking find somebody else's? You know, the only, again, the only attention that ever can do you any good is your own. <laughs> you can't pay anybody else's attention to anything. Mm -mm. No, and it, is it good for you? I mean, to me, I always liken to everybody has a particular diet, energetic diet. And the energy that they're meant to consume to keep them healthy comes through them. If someone else is filling your bowl, you're not participating in the energy meant for you. You're participating in the energy meant for someone else. And that's never going to go well. So, you know, call it a come to Jesus moment, a reckoning moment, a dark night of the soul, whatever. There's got to be the shattering of this idea that you're going to be better through your acts. You're going to be better through your behaviors, not your acts. And those behaviors are know your timing. Know when enough is enough. Know when not to extend an offering that you are not going to follow through with. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> or sure. set, you know, uh, dates with people for, you know, whatever interactions. Mm -hmm. And then the day it comes, not want to go. Right. So be able to, you know, if you meant no, say no. Right. Don't say yes and then loathe it the day it's going to happen and get all shitty because you got to go do something that you agreed to do because that's called uh you're destroying your well-being mm -hmm. and it's like well i have to go now because i said i would all right recognize that you probably should have said no but go anyway and, and go anyway 
and and be jolly for fuck's sake <laughs> and then also note in the future i don't always have to say yes you can say no in fact we had to do this, have a no we had to get this person to say no to us like 20 times in a row so they could actually feel what no felt like right they right. had never said no right it's like that's a good word to know uh-huh and sometimes, you know, you just got to go offer them the most absurd activity so they can say no. Yeah, yeah. Start off with the easy ones, the ones that are right. like, that's absurd. No. Right. Okay, let's go here. No. Well, eventually there might be one. There's a yes, but, you know. Yeah. But to get people to really, you know, yeah, that's that's really how you exercise your powers. No is saying yes. No is not an act of violence. It can be the greatest act of compassion right. for yourself and for others as you can do. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, in a mature society, people aren't up in other people's business at all. There yeah. wouldn't, you know, there's no, I think in a, in a more mature society, there would be no gossip. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's there, really ingrained in humans pretty hard. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, I've been around, you know, groups of people in other countries that there's some bullshit between them. Yeah. You know, it's which uh, countries? Well, they're not up in each other's business. Okay. They're not sitting there fucking judging. I don't like what he's doing and blah, 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 blah. It, it's their business is their business. You know, that, that like, takes maturity. Yeah, to mind really your own is. business. Yeah. That takes a lot of maturity. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't need to know. Yeah. That's that's the discipline within. It's like I don't need to know. Part of maturity is don't be a snitch class. Oh, yeah, and I, you were offended by someone, so now you got to go trash them all over the place because they you don't like them. Well, other people's interactions with that person might not be what yours is. No, and it might be you and not them. How would you know if you're just going to go spout all your shit? And that's why I don't do it. You you don't ever hear me talking shit about anything online. Not on my you know my Facebook page is not that, nor is it. No. my personal life and who cares <laughs> you know it's just maybe things that i've picked up along the way or mm -hmm. pictures of nature yeah. i like that a lot <laughs> but it's, it's this need to follow what someone else is doing is it's, it's going to kill us you have to do you have to find where it's living for somebody else's approval and there's the trap that yeah because what does their approval give you nothing you've you've won a merit badge in the army of something or another mm -hmm. you know someone could feel really good about you and you can still feel like shit about yourself right you know? so to under you know get into that don't avoid all that crazy confusion get into it mm -hmm. work with it well i it puts me in a bad place so have courage to go to a bad place Mm -hmm. it, it happens yeah and and bring some strength and some perseverance so you can stand up straight in it and be focused in what you're doing there instead of getting lost in it tossed around and now you got to go fucking take pills and you got to go to fucking ceremonies every single weekend and it's like no 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 that's not how that should be there has to be some devotion on our part as a person to what's inside of us that's looking out at the world prior to us doing anything with it. That's the real, that's the real you. That's what's really here. And, and you should never make any idea of yourself more important than that ever, never, ever, ever. And when you do, you know how it feels. You're in a fucking stuck. Well, you feel like a charlatan because everybody's telling you you're great for something that you don't feel inside. Mm-hmm.
So you've presented them with a version that isn't completely honest. So it doesn't feel like the truth <laughs> is always better. Yeah. Well, you know, when people go, oh, live in God, that guy's here, he's going to bring us down. If you let him. If you let him. But then it's like, hey, this is a good You could stabilize to... him too. Yeah. You could try anyway. You could try to bring him into the higher vibe or you can sink into the lower one. Or you can just watch him be in the lower one and go, oh, man, that sucks for you. No. Oh, you could. Yeah, you sure. Could. Sure. I, you know, I just don't, I mean, you know, there's going to be different people for different people. I just happen to be the more, you know, really irreverent one that doesn't really, you know, respect the status quo of how to be. And fuck, who gives a shit, you know? <laughs> I, I don't poo poo on things all day long. I, I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> Well, there's just, you know, you watch. And, and like, then I'm always countering like, on the other side like, of that. And being I a pain recognize in your ass. that was the wrong move. I wonder if they recognize that was the wrong move. Because it was totally apparent it was, and everybody else knows it. I wonder if that person knows it. I just get, to me, it's, it's exciting. And it's not about putting people in their place or judging them or calling them out or anything. It's like, let's see if they can unfurl those wings they pretend they don't have. Mm. Uh, let's just see if we can you know i don't and it, however it's got to go that's fine i don't you know i i like it best when it's with levity well you know it's best when it is with levity but it doesn't always that way yeah that you know and sometimes when it's heavy mm -hmm. there's a lot more poignant there, presence in that yeah yeah because there has to be a lot more focus you don't just get to laugh it away you actually right. have to look at it and go into it and dive in you know that's there's not too many people willing to go there no not really because the minute you go up as an exercise the minute you go hey there's some shit coming out of that dark basement you got you might hey you want to go down in there no we're not looking in there it's like well come on you should go look in there instead of just propping yourself up as someone who's okay maybe you should go look and see if that's even real i mean there's one person that comes to mind Walked around here like they were solid. No, quite condescending, quite judgy, quite standoffish, very like private when it's uncalled for, hmm. right? And not allowing your partner to interact with anyone. Just drag them away because you uh, just acting weird, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. get up in the morning. Hello. <laughs> Did you came and say hello? Huh? Why weird? You want to be here, but you don't want to interact with anybody. Well, what the fuck is that all about? You know what I mean? Problems. <laughs> and problems. what it is, and what it is, is what? when's the right moment for us to dive into what's ailing you? Because you're treating everybody as if they're all wrong except for you. There's, that's never a good thing. So what? when are we going to get to what you're hiding? And I don't mean like, oh, you're hiding some secret. When are we going to get to your pretending to be okay when you're not? because to me that's the most annoying thing about people uh, the most annoying thing i find is the ones that pretend to be okay when they're not because they're just going to sit there and lie to you well, and, and they're and they're going to require you to believe it and if you even go ah maybe that's not true and they snap at you it's like you are not validating my illusion it's like i'm not here to fucking validate your illusion i'm here to show you you're lost in one so if you come up here oh well, yeah you come up here in an illusion, delusionary. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the first thing we're going to jump into. I'm not going to avoid that. 
I'm not here to prop up anybody's well, fucking that, ideas of themselves. It's not that we must rip off everyone's mask in order for us no, to all No, no, it's not that at all. I know. I just want to make sure that's known. No, that's yeah, not it's case. not like, you know, to me, it's like, well, we got to call that person. Out. Oh, shut the fuck up. Call yourself out. Yeah, yeah. Get enough of that shit. Oh, this person's doing this. It's like, hmm, what do you do? Can we can we analyze what you do or are you just going to talk about what other people do? You know, it's like, because there's some people that have decided they don't like us anymore and want to talk shit, but is their behavior being displayed by us? Or are we talking about? No, I won't do that. That's not who I am. I'm not this guy who's like, caught you, look. No, it's it's never been about that. No. It's about how free can you be? How much can you really let go of this shit that you've bogged yourself down with? It's not about, oh, let me lay hands on you and heal you. No, no. hell no. There's no, there's no truth in that. It's, can we unscramble your confusion so you can see where your intelligence is? That you might see where, you know, you're not quite as devoted to what you think you are as you are. You say you are. And that if that's truly what you want, you might want to look at this. And this, it's again, it's not like a punishment or a chastisement or anything like that. It's just like... It's not even anything planned. No, and it's kind of like, hey, you may not notice, but this is something that's worthy of you paying a little bit more attention to. Yeah. Because it's hard to see within ourselves. Well, that... We all have our reactions as we have them because of our past, you know, defenses. Well, you know, I... The the majority of the people who've come through the door have really expressed that, wow, this place feels different. Mm -hmm. It's because you're here... You don't have to pretend to be anything. You are who you are. Full of your flaws and faults. Um, hopefully, you're, you want to, um, you know, do something about that. Well, then pointing them out is good. And it's like not pointing them out in a judgmental, mean way. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes, you know, when people are being too obstinate and too uh, narcissistic, you, you got to kind of slam them a little bit in front of everyone. You know, it happens once in a while. Not, not all that often. It's... It is what it is. Whatever the situation requires. Calls for. Right. Not right. because of right. wanting to be a certain way. Well, you know, in, in situations like that, you know, there's going to be people just to milk it. They're not really about anything. They're just kind of milking the good fucking vibe. And you got to kind of be able to recognize just... that, that they're just, you know, they're wasting everyone's time. Right. And, you know, we, there was one here, remember at the end of the week and he's like, I realize how narcissistic I am. He was the one freaking out, just flipping out, doing his thing, being childish, screaming, well, I want Pepsi, and I want, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the next morning, he's giving everybody advice on how they should be. Amazing. And I walk in, I'm watching him give everybody advice. This is this is a, one of the more stern, harsher ways that I would do it. Here's a perfect example. The guy just being a baby, being just a stuck-up little shit the whole night, just being a disturbance. Next morning, the, the group of people he's with, they come into the room and they all sit down and he starts giving them advice, life advice. Mm -hmm. And they're all like this, giving them attention. Why? Because he demands it because mm -hmm. he's not going to shut up. And I come walk into the room. I watch it all. I'm like, so they're watching it. I'm like, hey. And he stops and they all look at me. I'm like, you guys are taking, a, you're sitting here like, you know, you're with undivided attention for his life advice. Just remember what you saw last night. That, you might take that into consideration while looking at the advice he's offering you. 
Look at what he was last night. You want to take advice from someone like that? Do you know, it's funny that when you take advice from people, it only leads you to where they are. They're not going to give you good advice on where you should go for yourself. Their advice is, cool, this is what I do. It will, I don't want to be you. You know, it's, it's like my ex-wife, long time ago, it was a long time ago, we were young. She would, you know, get into like a confused state or, you know, need some advice. And she would go to her mother. Right. And then she'd get all, you know, flustered. And I'd look at her, I'm like, you know, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, you went looking for advice. You took it from your mom. Yeah. Do you like where your mom is? Do you like the state of being and the way she lives her life? Is that for you? Is that what you want? Well, no, not at all. And then why are you going to take her advice? It only leads you to where she's at. So you can't have any. I mean, you can all, you can say stuff all day long, but a lot of that, the people, cause you know, there's still people, a lot of people offered me advice. I listened to like maybe a 10th of it because I get it and, and it's caring and I get that and I appreciate that, but my soul guides me, not anybody else. Right. And nobody knows where that's going. If I don't even know where it's going, how do you know where it's going? Where you know what you ought to do. Well, what should, what should I do? Huh? Here's, Tell me exactly what I should do that's going to make this life better. But no one can tell you that. No one. Right. They can, you know, when you find something you want to do, they can encourage you. And that when you're feeling like you're, you know, you're, you're lacking courage, they can maybe instill that in you to keep moving. And just inspire to take action. Yeah. And still sounds a little bit too much like implanted program, but it's like, hey, you may just want to try this to or, stand know, up to it all. If you put it in a warrior setting, it's like some guy walks up and he's watching everybody with your stories just sitting over here. It's like, here, you try. And then put a monster in front of them. Bring out the monster that's ruining their lives. Put it in front of them. Put a sword in their hands. So go ahead, take a shot at it. Take a shot at this thing that's just corrupting you and that you're intimidated by within yourself. Take a shot at it. Fuck it. Why not? You know, what's it going to do? Well, it could hurt me. It's been hurting you your whole life. What do you think it's going to hurt? You know, it's kind of like when you go into an ayahuasca ceremony and you got to deal with stuff like that. It can be really overwhelming. It's like, oh, God, this is so much. It's like, actually, you're just feeling it all at once. You're feeling like mm -hmm. little bits of this every day of your life. It freaks you out when you feel the fullness of it. Now let it freak you out when you feel it at all. So you pay attention. Because once you're freaked out when you're feeling the intensity of it all, you're fucking paying attention. Then it, but are you when it's building? It's no. Just a little tinge of it. It's like the, the, the trigger that starts the chain, chain reaction that you've done over and over again. Yes. Whatever that is. It's very good to have enough discipline to be present where those trigger points are. Mm -hmm. So you go, okay. I don't need to set this off. There's no need to do that. And that, yeah, it's, it's the crack pipe. Hit that fucking button, hit that fucking button, but don't mm -hmm. stop hitting the crack pipe. Stop being so enamored of this physical world and everything going on in it. And start to see that this is a place for you to sit and be as a being, as a physical being, but you need to connect yourself to all, the all of it, not just what you're doing here. 
if this is all you're doing, that oof, that's rough. That gets scary because you realize at some point that everything you're doing is not amounting to much at all. It's really not. You know, you're you're not going to remember half of what you did when you're dying. You're not going to care about the other half of what you did when you're dying. Something else is going to step in there and demanding your attention. And it's not going to be anything to do with the life you lived here or what you did or, you know, what mountain you climbed or none of that is going to really. And if it does, that's a sad thing because that vast mystery of life, Mm -hmm. it needs to be acknowledged you know, and if you're just going to wait until you die, well, what's the point of that? Well, that's what makes death so scary, is that I don't want to have to face that. I'll have to face it all. Right. All. And it better start knocking off the list before you get there. That's the warrior. Yeah. The warrior is like, oh, you don't have to wait till death? No, you can do this while you're alive. You can live your life in a way that knocks it off. Mm-hmm. But it clears, mm-hmm. clears the debris of it, I would say, actually. The energetic, ugh. Yeah, and don't pretend you don't have regrets. Because mm. you do. Right? And let that temper you. Like, okay, you know, it, it, any, and it doesn't really matter what it is. You have regret there? Give some attention to that. Because that way, when that kind of scenario presents itself again, you can do something you won't regret. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can only know that it's like Carlos, you know, again, what he used to tell me, the crystal ball, don't ever lose your ability to feel bad. Otherwise you might not know what you're doing. So, you know, when I feel something's, I've done something off that's not in, in alignment with what I am striving to be, Mm -hmm. I'm picking up sticks, motherfucker. I'm picking up sticks. Yeah. And it's not to feel, it's not you need to live your life in depression or to be <laughs> on the path. It's like feel bad to help modify the behavior. Be astute. Like really imp- put it in your body so that it's not like I have to f- fight to not do that thing. It's like, I don't want to do that thing. The thing's gross. It leads nowhere cool. Right, right, right. And then, you know, and it really does. It trims down the, the, um, the, the marketing that that shit throws at you. Yeah. Well, this, you're going to be happy that, if this or that, or you do look this. what's happening. Oh my God, this, oh my God, that. And just to be able to go, yeah, I'm not a child anymore. I'm not that easily uh, manipulated with marketing mm-hmm. of any kind. Mm-hmm. Not at the market of ideas, not the market of, of, you know, modalities, none of it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, ayahuasca is a big part of my life. You know, I've been holding those ceremonies for 10 years. You know, without any real problems, no problems. And, and, you know, and you, the way it's done is discipline. This is about, you know, like, what's it all about? It's about uh, something very simple. It's about regaining your energetic presence and your well-being. Nothing Mm -hmm. more. It's only about remembering reaffirming reattaching your well-being and your energetic presence if there's any more to it than that you're on a weird trip well the part the part of it is laying down those things that don't add to that well if you keep it simple the universe opens up to you Hmm. if you make it complicated Hmm. 
it gives you the idea you're in it when you're not. It lets your idea, it will enable your idea. <laughs> you know, because how else would I put that? Because that might not go off so well. I don't know. It would allow you to believe that you're live that the idea of your life is your actual life when in fact it is not. Right. 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 It won't stop you from doing that. Right. And that's your free will. And thank goodness we have that. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness we can we have the free will to behave badly. Yeah, because you don't to lie. do whatever we wish. Yep. Because boy, if we didn't, what a hell life would be. Actually. To have no free will at all, or even at least, well, perhaps we don't. I don't actually. This is a deep, deeper philosophical question, but at least we have the illusion that we have free will, and to exercise that as best we can is really the gift of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, and and really, the game, you know, the 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 challenge of life is to find something meaningful, valuable, that which perseveres no matter what. To me, that's the game. That's really, it's in you. It's there in you. That unmovable is in you. That unchangeable is in you. <laughs> that that space that emanates nothing but presence and well-being and energetic re vigor, it's there. It's in you. It's not outside of you. It's not in this guy's ideas. It's not in my ideas. It's not on a podcast. It's in you. And it's like, if you keep succumbing to everything in the world, then you're never going to have enough for you. But you need to be a certain way in order to be okay. And everyone's unique. And yeah. thank goodness so. And to live your life, living that uniqueness out without corrupting to weirdness, but let the part that's unusual be unusual. Well, the will is gift. actually free. If yeah. it actually gets free, <laughs> it goes back to residing with soul. All right. If it's actually free, that's where it goes. Or souls called forward is another way to say it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely starts to create a deeper relationship with what's looking out of the eyeballs and goes, okay, I have no idea what's going on, but I know you do. And yeah. the way you know that is through feeling. Yeah, that's Actually. really, I mean, really, when you get down to it, you're nothing more than what you feel. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're feeling paints your world. Whatever you're feeling determines your relationships. I mean, there's nothing else more. And really, that's what everybody's after is a particular feeling. Mm -hmm. I call it well-being because he wants to feel like shit. Nobody does. You I mean, you get seem like you're being forced into it. Well, you're not being forced into it. It's you haven't willingly turned to the soul and silenced the bullshit inside of your own head. You're not being forced into it, but you're certainly being coerced into it. Well... I think you know, one things. of the things we were trained to be is indulgent and we tend to indulge in the negative, mm -hmm. right? We love to dream up the worst case scenarios of everything because it feels like we're being responsible and safe. If we comprehend every possible bad thing that can happen to us, we're checking to make sure that we understand the world we're in, but we're actually creating a fantasy world of danger and fear. Mm -hmm. The only feeling I found inside of me that's very valuable is the one that while that feeling is is present the soul's present hmm. it's the soul itself that's well-being it's it's 
And it's not some, you know, concept. It's not something esoteric. It's what's looking out of your eyeballs. It's what's beating your heart. It's what's animating your body. That's well, not you doing that. That the you you call you is not doing that. And that comes for for me, like at the end of a ceremony, you're out there watching the stars, you just feel it. Mm -hmm. That you're the like, whole thing. The whole thing is you're not the whole thing. The whole thing is you. <laughs> and you're one drop yeah. in the ocean of the ocean. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. being part of the ocean is pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's what Don Juan says. He says, you know, what keeps me free is I don't think I'm the flame. I realize I'm a spark off of it. And that spark can persist. You know, so that's, you know, like Carlos would tell me, he's like, Cristobal, you're not born with spirit. It's what you build through your life. So basically saying you're not born with a perf perfect connection mm -hmm. to what is animating you that you build that over your life and you do that. And he would always say to me, he's like, do you want freedom, Cristobal? I said, more than anything, do you understand that freedom is being a slave to infinity? Freedom is not having a choice. Mm -hmm. That's what freedom is, is there is no choice. There's no choices you're making. There's one way, the way your soul's going, the way that's what is living inside of you, the way it's going, you follow it. You don't make it fucking follow you. You don't abuse it to go make it go a place it's not meant to go. Mm -hmm. Right? And it, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Because the whole world's giving you so many ideas of what you could be in the world and what you could do and where you can go and how you can get people to like you or think you're sexy or whatever. And it's like, this is not going to solve any, any issues you have. The only thing that's going to actually feel good is when your soul is no longer so offended by you, it stays away seriously yeah yeah i that, that you felt actually, that before yeah your soul's like fuck you i'm out of here and you're usually like, oh my god i have no source of energy and well, i have to you, create all this activity you, to get i mean it. in me it creates just this shit ton of anxiety and manicness and mm -hmm. obsessive behaviors that aren't useful right right so you know yes yeah, we so, all have our ways so it's like each individual their job is to live their life in such a way, what they consider to be their life, live it in such a way that your soul isn't so offended. It stays away from you and guides you to the promised land. And that's going to look different for everybody. There's no one that, way. That's the trick is it's going to look different for everybody. So if you set some parameters around what it's supposed to look like, you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. If everybody needs to wear white and say namaste and sit the right way, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a genuine individual. They do it their way. And you trust, you know, like within ceremonies. I mean, there's people like, well, you don't make everybody wear white. You don't have any restrictions on anybody. I'm like, that's not, that's not your job. If you're, if you're the one holding ceremonies, you're not there to restrict them. You're not there to discipline them or to make them do a certain thing. They're going to do what they're going to do. And it's not, I mean, this is, it was a hard one for me. You are not responsible for anybody. They're responsible for themselves and, and they make their choices just like they did before they met you before they came in, yeah. they made their choices and they're going to make them after you leave, they leave and they can blame you for the choices they're making all they want, but inevitably it's them doing it. And it's not that ceremonies don't have boundaries. There's suggestions of, for recommended ways of behavior. There are just recommendations. Like don't talk, don't touch anybody. Sit up. Sit up. As best you can, when you can, and if you can, keep it inside as much as possible for everyone's benefit, but particularly your own, which right. is 
You're going to learn more by being quiet with it all. Well, it's like when someone comes up to me and says, well, it's, it's like two o'clock. I said, yeah. And we started at eight. Yeah. Is it okay if I eat something? I'm like, I don't know. Is it okay if you eat something? Is it okay if I eat this? Eat what you're going to eat. I'm, just, I'm not here to tell you what to eat. Well, isn't there like a certain thing you're supposed to do? Uh, it's been stated, yeah. But you're going to do what you're going to do. So just do you. Don't get all weirded out about, oh, am I doing it right? Because being weirded out doesn't make it a good night. Being comfortable does. Being obsessive. Yeah, about it's just kind of what you're pointing at is if you're yeah. in an obsessive mindset, just look or if at you've it. got like it, it just rammed in your head. It's got to be a certain way. You're really not with life. There's there's a certain way in life. It's diversity like crazy. It's very diverse. It's not the same way. There's no two ways. It's gonna. There's not one right way for everybody. The only right way is their way. And so I don't want to. And you know, to me, it's like. Like with Enrique, he's not trying to restrict anybody either. You do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If you brought beef sticks into your cabin, you know, and although it's it's recommended you don't eat that, he's not going to stop you. He's not going to go in there and take your meat sticks and tell you you shouldn't be eating that. Go ahead and eat it. You you want to go through the meat sweats? You have you have yourself a time. They do have a nice list of rules that have good. I mean, you know, we have put out suggestions, and I remember down, you know, across the border. Yeah, you know, and that guy comes in. We tell him, "Hey, look, this is what you don't want to eat." He yeah. shows up. He ate two water burgers and had some fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he it's like had a rough night. Yeah, yeah, he had the meat sweats. Yeah, but it's not going to kill you. Yeah, it's just not. I mean, the idea that it's going to kill you—that's just what. The only thing that comes close to making you feel like you're going to die. That well, I and somebody just asked me it's pork, like about di- diet for for ayahuasca recently, and it's like you can do it all wrong if you wish it's just right. you kind of suffer physically but also it keeps you from having a deeper experience of it so like in the jungle it's very bland uh-huh. it's a bit rougher than what we do in our normal daily lives and right. just it's not rough it's just like cream of wheat and just very bland mm-hmm. food Stupid and vegetables. i and, and i think part of it is to make you weaker mm-hmm. to make you more vulnerable and open to experience mm-hmm. and so that's it. It's not so that, I mean, that's, that's a big part of it, I think. Right. And there's a lot of energetics around it. Like the, the no sex rule is an energetic mm-hmm. one. It's not about your, what's inside the gut of your stomach or anything. Well, when like it comes time to like, you know, dive into doing that. And it's weird. It's like a ceremony work. No, the works afterwards. The ceremony to me, what ceremony means is that for this amount of time, however long it's going to be that you are devoted and committed to giving your life force, your attention to what is within you mm-hmm. and to see where spirit is in all of that, where it is in the midst of all that and to honor that and to honor and to have some gratitude for this life, mm-hmm. even no matter how hard it gets. And then, you know, when those spirits come in to show you where you might be tripping up or you might be not acting the right way to acknowledge that and go, yes, I see that. And then be settled enough within and, you know, disciplined enough within that you don't forget that when you leave, that you go, yeah, this is a behavior that needs to stop. And it might be very humiliating to get to the bottom of it, Mm -hmm. but have some humility and go get to the bottom of it. 
get to what what's causing this behavior in me what's causing me to act this way you know it's like i know it's not right and now i'm seeing it way more clearly that it's not right because mm -hmm. i was shown it's not and now when i do it i see that it's not you know and it's like it's going to take a lot of discipline and perseverance to because it's still going to try to influence you and you're going to have to say no and the person that's hurting the most is always yourself mm -hmm. regardless yeah. of whatever you inflict on others but you suffer more, even if you think you're not, you yeah. are. And it's just the way it works. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, another aspect of discipline that <laughs> you got to watch what you think. <laughs> you have to actually be present for your thoughts. You can't just let them roll around in your head. You can't. That's not good. Then you have to stop them. That it's kind of like someone like a home invader. <laughs> hey, no, not today, motherfucker. I got a shotgun. I'm blowing you out. And to be able to know that when it, you're being invaded by thoughts that you ought not have, mm -hmm. to be able to just stop everything you're doing. Don't go look for a distraction. Don't go look for a game to play, a movie to watch, a video to watch. Sit the fuck down and just be, you don't even have to do anything. Just be vigilant. Have some vigilance around what energies are, are you grabbing onto? What, what moods are you grabbing onto? What emotions are you concocting? to create whatever this new chemical stew in you is going to be. And that you have a lot more to do with it than you think you do. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot more say in how you're going to feel than you think you do. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be very disciplined in that thoughts. I mean, I like what Thich Nhat Hanh used to say. Oh, yeah. And, and I, you know, and I think it came from that lineage he was part of, because it's been mentioned over and over throughout centuries. Thoughts are like clouds in the sky that some of them are there to bring rain hold those let it rain others are there just to cause confusion and distortion let those move that there's always the wind it's always blowing clouds so you can see the sun once again but understand when your garden needs watering and let the storm roll in let it rain mm -hmm. and then when it's saturated let it move on but don't let any thoughts that are going to be cloudy without nourishment in. Right. These, you know yeah, I mean, the experience is a really negative thought, and particularly when there's no reason for it. Uh -huh. It's really weird. It's right. like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, or God, I can't believe I'm so stupid. These thoughts, they are not your friends, and they are not useful. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're just getting you to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And because if you're too stupid and too weak, but they're very teachable moments it. with it for oneself. You're like, what in the fuck is going if on? If you sit down with them, they're teachable moments. Yeah, but you have to sit down and be quiet and see how it feels, and then really get with how it feels inside of you, not what you think about it, how it feels inside of you. Mm -hmm. Is this what you want? Is this who you are? Is this what you're after? Mm -hmm. Is this your well-being? You know, and really look, is it? Is is what you do really bringing you well-being? Or is it sapping it from you? It's bringing you accolades, but not well-being necessarily. Right, right. I mean, are you making allegiances with things that you suppose you pretend is bringing you well-being because of the exchange you're having? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. That can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, you're mixing oil and water. Mm -hmm. you know, someone may be oil, you may be water. Those two things don't mix very well. And and for reals, too. Not, not in a judgy way, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, re but really yeah. look. For your you know where you stop thing. and someone else starts. Yeah. Don't think that you're, you know, that their attention is for you. <laughs> yeah. 
There's a good chunk that aren't. <laughs> right. You know, and, and a lot of times when people want you to pay attention to what they're doing, it's because they don't have enough attention themselves on it. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, where are you giving, where are you putting your attention that you need mine? I mean, you know, there's, I, it's got to dawn on people at some point that the attention that you pay is yours, no one else's. And you can't accumulate other people's attention and then pay it forward. You just can't. It's better for you to, you know, if to understand that the trail you walk is yours alone. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else on it with you. I mean, there might be people walking parallel to you for a while. There might be someone who perpendicularly crosses your path. But that road you're on, you're not sharing that with anybody. That is yours to on yours and yours alone. It's like, well, that seems lonely. No, because what you're a part of is that road that you're on. And there are, you know, to think that there's nobody around, there's your lineage there. That's the road you're walking. So it's not lonely and desolate and you're by yourself. You're with your clan. Your clan is is that road you walk, if that makes any sense. And that clan is your friends or your spiritual elders or your lineage? Your grandmothers, your grandfathers, your ancestors, your your mentors, your teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, like Carlos, yeah, he's I haven't seen him in the physical for 20-something years. Doesn't matter. He's right here. He's always right here. He's never not right here. Mm-hmm. I watch him poke around. It's funny how he interacts with people. Yeah, like we had this one friend that, you know, started reading his books. Mm-hmm. I said, careful, because he's probably going to contact you so one day they come home and they're like so carlos i saw him yeah yeah and so i want to know if it's real or not so i asked so what what did he say well he just told me i was unreachable it's like yeah yeah that's him (laughs) that's him (laughs) you know and so it's like i don't and, and it's not a fantasy at all it's not some fantasy that i believe is true and i make it true and i tells you know it's something different than that it's when i go completely quiet there there is no time there is no place there is no nothing there's just life itself emanating and it's all right there and carlos will just pop out of that energetic matrix boom there he is it's like oh hey how's it going you know and it's like it's He's more with me now than than I ever was with him when he was alive, right? And the fact that I've worked on having presence, so I'm really keen to when he shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, even if no one else understands it, it's fine. Some do. There has been plenty of people who, oh my God, I saw him sitting next to you the whole night. Yeah, 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 he'll do that once in a while. Mm -hmm. Or we walked outside and he was standing in the trees. It's like, Mm -hmm. yep. Or the coyotes we had, wow, Mm -hmm. holy mackerel, they came so close to. And I'm, you know, I'll make the comment, Carlos is here, and all of a sudden the coyotes just start going off. It's Mm -hmm. like, there's your validation. There's the universe agreeing with me. But that level of presence is a fantasy for most. It's something they can think about. It's not anything they've chosen to participate with. But when you take the path that your soul is on, not you your soul is on it's taking that path because it's comrades are there on it they're not on someone else's they're on yours so who's there for you 
is on your path, not on anyone else's, right? And those beings, if you can avoid your first cousins, because they're fucked up, <laughs> and you can get to the actual elders, that's not a lonely road at all. It's it's the one that you desire the most. It's the one that, it's not that you become a hermit and you don't talk to anybody anymore and you're totally antisocial, but it's the one that isn't trying to make a town with anybody, if you know what I mean. A town? Yeah. Like a clan? Uh, boom. Yeah, it's just moving. It's just moving. It's just moving. It appreciates the interactions it has and moves. It keeps following its path. If two people are walking together and their paths go like that, you let it. Mm -hmm. You don't force this fucking relationship. You know, sometimes, you know, like, you know, because there's a lot of divorce. Well, there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are kind of spiraling around, walking paths that are parallel for just a short time and off they go. And they were con confused and convinced that this is the person for life. No, this was the person for now. Mm -hmm. And that that's a reality we have to face. Is there going this way? You're going that way. Should you force them to go your way? That's not good for them. And you're probably going to get annoyed because eventually they're not going to want to go your way. It doesn't work for them. Are you supposed to go their way? You're going to have a lot of complaints. Go your way. They go their way. As long as it's parallel, well, then you have an interaction happening. Mm -hmm. But if they start taking you off in a different direction, you have to be disciplined enough to allow that to happen. You call it the severing, if you will, the, the you know, cutting ties, whatever you want to call it. Call it whatever you need to call it. But there are times where, you know, and that we've, it happens. we've watched it since, you know, in the last six years. Oh, yeah. Well, and, it's, and, and it's, 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 it's learning the lessons in that as well, both the beauty and the hard ones, too. And then, you know, you got to be really, really careful because sometimes you're wanting to sever and go a different direction is because you don't want to face yourself. You're running away. Which is, yeah, and it's actually hard to know that. Mm -hmm. It's a, uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it takes some real introspection. That's that quiet time alone to say, what's going on here, and what am I doing, and why do I want to do it? And well, the minute you start blaming someone else for where you're at, <laughs> you got a problem. And if you're blaming, you know, your wife, your girlfriend, someone else <laughs> for where you're at, you're gonna need to take a step back and not and realize that you're participating in this in a way that's not genuine mm -hmm. to you. And you can't blame anyone else for that. That's your behavior. You chose to it's do the that. Way you're feeling. And it's because maybe you lack courage to, because I don't want to be alone. Well, uh, sometimes courage and, and the right way to go is alone. And sometimes it's stepping up in the relationship. And see, again, sometimes it's, okay, I'm going to leave the relationship because I'm being challenged. My, my authenticity is being challenged. Well, if you have authenticity, it can be challenged. You can stick around for that. Yeah. If if you're scared and you're going to run away, it's because you've been faking it. So, you know, you got to know. I mean, and that's where discernment really comes in. That's where the courage, the perseverance, the strength, and the discipline comes in. Because you can't just make whim choices. You can't choose. You have to know what's right for you and the path you're animated whatever's animating you is on here mm -hmm. you can make it all about you if you want that shit sucks and it gets heavy because it's a big universe you're making all about you 
It's a lot of weight to carry. It's a lot of weight to carry. That's a lot of density. That's a lot of gamma rays. That's a lot of gravity. It's a lot of those things it's that are just like, being an atom within it all. It atom. bounces around where it bounces mm -hmm. to experience a life it's meant to experience, I suppose. Yeah. And, and you know, we always look up to the person that did it their way, that went their own way and it worked for them. Yeah. Wow, that person's courageous. Well, what's stopping you from being courageous the same way inside yourself? Yeah. You know, and, and if for to me, it's like the people I look out in the world and I actually admire. I they inspire courage in me to keep going, keep me driving too. forward, to keep moving, to don't don't lay down and and don't give up, keep going. Your life is good. Then the the more courageous you are, the more courageous people you attract to you, and then that helps bolster your courage because you're surrounded by people that are courageous. Well, the courage is like a bugle. It's <laughs> calling in your your warrior clan. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's if if the you know, I want to do a spiritual community. I think a warrior clan is the best thing to do <laughs> because you can keep each other from fucking drowning. So we're just all killers and murderers. No, is that what you're I know? I'm knocking it to say that's not what we're. It's saying. the one that can firm the foundation so much that you don't slip under it anymore. Right. It's the one a group that's brave. of people. A warrior's one who's line. brave. Yeah. That's there to defend and protect. Hold the line. Not to pillage towns and such. All right. Just stop the violence. Yeah. That's it. But you have to be able to counter the violence in order to stop it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, the only thing that really counters violence, not violence, wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom spoken in such a way that it disarms people. And wisdom isn't from the mind. Nope. Wisdom is it's from the heart. It's not based on the, what you've learned in your life. It's, mm -mm. it's, it's the simple truth spoken from the heart. Wisdom is divine intelligence that you don't block. Yes. With your it stupid comes. thoughts. <laughs> With your stupid self. With your stupid self and your trying selfness. to figure out what color to paint your walls. It's the selfness. And how important it is that you have a BMW. <laughs> I had you a know? BMW. Or that you're likable. <laughs> That people want to do you. I was liked once. I was likable once. <laughs> I found it very, very, very troubling. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Based on your Hey, what's up? I think it's a Ben Harper song. Stones from my enemies, these wounds will mend, but I cannot survive the roses from my friends. <laughs> I didn't know this lyrics. Mm -hmm. yeah. means a lot to me. You know, so, well, I mean, we could keep going, but maybe we just, what time is it? It seems like it's 9.31. Yeah. I think We've talked it. a while. We've talked a while. I stayed awake. I had some good energy despite how I feel felt going into this. Right. See, See? we can always, we can always call up just what we need. Mm -hmm. But if we drain what we need, it's not there to call up. So, you know, for me, it's. In this age of life, because I'm 53 now, the thing that's become important to me is what should have been important all along, but so be it. Storing energy and not spending it. Like not throwing it to the things I've always thrown it to. To just be with it. You're going to come back from the jungle of powerhouse. You're going to be... Dude, I'm going like to come sun. back from the, the jungle... As a glowing fucking jaguar 
that is gonna hunt demons. And I hate to inform you, you're 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 gonna still love it. <laughs> I know that you want it to be the worst horrible thing ever, but and I hope that in some ways it is for you, but in overall you're just gonna love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it for me. I mean, you know, I, 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 when people go do dietas in the jungle, they all got their reasons. And I, you know, for me, I'm real clear about mine. Mm. That you know, it's because again, you know, so you can look at it, how many people have ever had. And I asked this to someone the other day. It's why would you go do that? And I said, oh. When's the last time you had 30 days to yourself with no distractions? Nobody distracting you, just you about you. And, you know, even when you're like depressed about some of the things you've done in your life, there's no one there to talk about. You just got to feel that. I said, when have you ever had that opportunity? That never comes in a lifetime, typically. It never, never. It has to be created. Mm -hmm. That space has to be made. You know, there's silence retreats, but you're with everybody else. But this yeah. way you get to be by yourself, no distractions, no group around you at all. Just you and you in the jungle, you and you and whatever tree or plant you're dieting. Yes. You and you. The jungle is a great companion though. Uh -huh. It's, it's hilarious. Well, dude, in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like we, you know, I live in nature because it's alive. That's why cities are mm -hmm. dead. It's just fucking dead. It's dead. It's boring. The only activity there is the people inside. And most of that's just identity. It's hard to know that when you're in it. I know this from experience. Yeah, well, it's, it's, most of it's just identities being thrown around. It's not any real genuine connections. I mean, they're not to say they can't be had. Obviously they're had. I mean, that's not it. No, of course. People, are, people by and large, it's a lot of marginalizing each other. There's a lot of strangeness and compacting a lot of people in this close proximity for any amount of time. Yeah, you know, and it's like I walk into the trees, <clears throat> they off-gas oxygen. I walk into a building, it's off-gassing all the chemicals that all that shit's made out of. It's dead. It's basically dead. To where I, yes. you know, not to say there's not trees and grass. It's like when I go into a city... I don't notice the buildings. I barely notice the streets or the signs. Hopefully, I know where I'm going. The little maps will help. I'm looking at the trees. I'm looking at the bushes. I'm looking at the grass. I'm looking at the sky. I'm not even paying attention to the buildings unless it's one I got to go into. That's why I like buildings made of earth because they're not dead. They're alive. Yeah. You know, it's like you go out in nature. It's like it's so vibrant and alive. And the jungle being extremely vibrant and alive. Mm -hmm. not, any not any more or less than anywhere else. It's got an intensity that's unto itself, though. Well, yeah, so do these mountains. Yeah. Yeah. These mountains are, woof, this is, you're, it's like a fire. It's like you're in the fire all the time. You're in a big campfire being burned to death. I think <laughs> we are worldwide experts at wrapping things up. We're just fantastic at it. Yeah, we're the best procrastinators in wrapping it up. <laughs> We discipline. We have discipline. You rack discipline. We are here to preach to you about discipline. We rack discipline. <laughs> One aspect of this is ending on time. Well, you know, a lot of times, and just so everybody knows, that a lot of times what we're saying is for ourselves. Is for ourselves. So we can hear it. It's, right? It's and maybe it's beneficial that other people hear what we're saying to ourselves. I know. It's, us, it's our group therapy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to resist just giving up it's very hard it's hard to resist giving up it's easy to give up it's just hard to resist to lay down and die 
lay down and die lay down and just I, no, the, the essence of life is to resist laying down and dying right but and, and it goes at all scales even an amoeba this is how it's decided because it has a cell around one single cell organism and it pushes out on the world that is its life being expressed and exerted in this world right pushing out against the world around you is life pushing death way pushing, <laughs> pushing death for just a second or two more <laughs> if i could please <laughs> hold off i'm enjoying this scene i just oh, yeah All anyway right. there it is <laughs> that's it wrap up episode 33 god i mean you know it's hard for me to understand if we're just rambling. It doesn't anybody matter. Doesn't we aren't trying to go anywhere, trying to do anything or be anybody. Just we're talking. If you guys like it, that's I'm actually always surprised. I'm like, oh, people listen to us. That's kind of weird. Do but, listen to us. <laughs> yeah, people listen. Yeah. People they listen. like it. That's cool. I hope so. All right. I mean, I don't care really, but I'm going to do it anyway, whether you like it or not. It's getting better, whatever it is. Yeah, it seems more dynamic. Maybe take this like. On the road? No, let's run for president. Let's do Definitely. this. Have this be like a we presidential campaign. Just use this for power. Creation. I have a platform. <laughs> I have my presidential platform. <laughs> Maybe we'll awesome. do a short, a short podcast, real short, like 25, 30 minutes of Chris's platform for president of the United States. Yes. This is the best plan ever. <laughs> Here I have, before we go, I'll share two of my, of my platform campaign platform. Okay. Two of them. Good. This first one is, uh, if you're an American company and you are built by the town you're in, so like GM, GM didn't build itself. The people of Detroit built GM. Yes. So if GM decides to get up and go to Mexico, that's fine. You can do that. You're allowed to do that. We're not going to stop you. But you are going to pay alimony and child support to the people you left behind. The people who made you you. You divorced that town. You have to pay child support. As I as I mentioned, we're really great at wrapping things up. <laughs> okay. So number the two. other one the other yes. one is is if you're gonna have a meeting with a guy like Putin, or anyone for that matter, that has to do with the way the American people are gonna have to fucking shoulder the responsibility of what these fuckers are doing. It's live. It's on TV. It is not behind closed doors. There are no more closed doors. Well, they'll just show us the ones they want and then have the closed doors ones when we don't know. No, no. We, we, we hang those people. How about this? <laughs> how we put this? on uniforms. How about? And we have firing squads how for about, those who choose we to stop, be clandestine how, with the way they're treating the American people. How about we stop putting people in charge of being in charge of us? <laughs> anarchy. <laughs> not anarchy. No, no. Uh, Anarch capitalism, actually, I know. Okay, well, see, I we, I told yeah, there, you there's a good there's a good ender. Bye, have a good night. <laughs> See you later. We don't want to get into that at all. See, yeah, yeah, we're wrapping it yeah. up, folks. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs> No, no, no,
Oh, ya morí. Maririrán. Eh, eh, eh. Ah, ya, ya, ya. Ay, ya.